I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like... That could be... Chris. Good morning, Jonathan. Is it Jonathan or is it John? It's just John. Just John. They didn't give you a whole, like, no. full name? No. I'm They're just like, John. You're just a fucking short John. Yep. <laughs> it's Saturday morning. It's not a Sunday. They it's... don't even know that. It's They're going to listen to it on a Sunday morning. It doesn't well, fucking matter. Why are you I telling it, them? Just, just tell them the truth. You're telling them doing. all the secrets, man. Well, it could be a fucking Tuesday. They don't know. Maybe that's the appeal. See you next Tuesday, <laughs> cunt. <laughs> so today, uh, I got my my good friend here, Mark. Um, he wanted to come in, and he's a big. He, go ahead, and I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on. As John was saying, I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of the show, mostly of John. <laughs> yeah, he's... I'm still. You know, I haven't. I've only. I got a couple episodes left to get through, but uh, yeah, I'm not a real. He's you know, got a warm up. War, yeah. Well, I, I think we only have three episodes, and that means he only listened to one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're up to, to five or six. Maybe six tomorrow. Yeah, six is coming yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. At think. this point, I never made it too far in Annaborough, so <laughs> I think it's six. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on, guys? Good morning. I woke you up. I yeah. told you to be here at 7 in the morning. I'm eating a fucking bowl of <laughs> hot sauce with eggs and sausage in front of my guests. Whatever, man. My kids are upstairs screaming, breaking shit. How you guys doing? Good, good. I was excited to come in here and do this. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Mark, you know, Mark. Mark's like, uh, Mark, he's kind of a creative dude, man. He used to do like this little uh, like YouTube thing where he would uh, review uh, craft beers. And I thought he'd be a nice natural fit. And he, you know, he's got some good ideas and stuff like that. So like, he's got like a particular idea today for a conversation, which I thought was, I thought would fit right in with what we've been doing. And uh, I'm kind of interested to just, you know, let him lay it out and then just kind of, we'll just shoot from the hip like we usually do and see where it goes. All right, I'm ready, man. Let's hear it. Yeah. I think it'll be a good opportunity for us to call people cunts. So, really? I think. You yeah. know I thoroughly enjoy you do that. You like saying cunt. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Yep. So go ahead, man. Yeah, I, I think this is something that was kind of born of, like, for me, um, it, it, there's a lot of different, you know, ways this can go. And when you talk to people, I think they already have a preconceived idea, you know, or application of this. But kind of how it started for me was just looking through, you know, social media and, you would see, okay, boomer. And I'm like, like we're not boomers. 
I'm like, really? Like, this is, we're not divided enough. Yeah. That we're going to have this, you know, attack, this generational thing. Well, that's the division in every possible, at least I, I see it too, because I'm a big social media guy. And it seems like no matter what you say, they find a a category to throw you in and they're like, ah, you're not me, so fuck you, you know? Yeah. And they're cunts. John, yeah. I got to say it yeah, <laughs> right I off the bat. You. Let's right just do this. Yeah. Anybody that's thrown people in categories because, well, you know, you're the bad guy, they're cunts. Mm. We should call this episode The Cunts. <laughs> I'll totally get kicked off the internet for that. Anyway, I'll the let cunts. you continue, bro. Wait, so, yeah, so generational so, division. So Yeah, so generational bias is like a real term, I guess, for it, which is basically just one gender thinks that they're superior to another. Or generation. You said gender. Oh, generation, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but fuck that gender too, man. I mean, literally, fuck them. They're hot. Yeah, no, yeah. they think, you know, one generation is, is superior to the other, so... You know, whether it's um, you know, boomers, Gen X, Gen Z, and it, it just got to thinking like, what would what would our legacy be, or what would our decade, you know, be known for? And that's that's kind of just you know what I was what I've been thinking about, tossing around in my head. You know, okay. I'm just hanging out by myself or playing games or something. <laughs> just sitting in a basement by yourself, like, hmm, these fucking millennials. Yeah, because I'm the guy that, like, I don't really interact much with people or get in arguments on there. It's not worth my time. Shit. I'm the opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you dig in. Eh, fuck them. I get kicked off Facebook, like, I don't know, once a week. Oh, That's why John controls all the uh, social yeah. media stuff. <laughs> He's more tame than me. But, um, so I guess, like, my way of taking it, like, when he proposed that, is, like, are we trying to say that, like, and I do kind of feel this way in some respects, like... We kind of fucking, we kind of rocked. Like, our generation was like, I think like, we were kind of this amalgam of everything built up. That's a huge word. Amalgam? I'm going to need a definition on that one. It's like a, like a perfect mixture ah. of, so we were kind of like, um, like if you took all the generations before us, like we kind of derived so many influences from it and kind of perfected something so like i feel like like you know the music that we listened to or the entertainment that we had or what we produced in that time kind of was derivative of a lot of that stuff but like kind of we like perfected a craft with what we had and um i think like we i think as a whole we kind of have a better work ethic than like the newer just so like it's not like we're sitting around going oh well back in my day it was this way and you know like you have that with every generation sure you know what i mean like there's always like i'm sure like our parents were like you kids are fucked up yeah and, but like i really feel like you kids are fucked up <laughs> you know like you kids really are fucked up like, so when you say you kids let's let's put a, a timeline on this so we're we're all in our 40s right right so you think the 30-year-olds or the 20-year-olds, what generation? I guess in my experience, it would have to be like the 20 to 30-year-old because that's how old my kids are. Yeah. And that's like what I have the most um, the most interaction with. Now, I mean, as far as like, I guess I guess it could be like the 30 to 40-year-old kids too, you know what I mean? Like, um, that, yeah, I, I definitely that generation as well because I see it like with them as well. It's like, how do you conduct business like this? <laughs> you know, like... Are you really this messy? 
I'm going to push back because not that I disagree with, uh, I definitely think that there's always this, like you said, Mark, generational bias. Like, I definitely think that younger kids always look at the older generation and they're like, fuck you, I'm going to reinvent the wheel here. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of that is the, the shit talking, which me, <clears throat> excuse me. Me, I, uh, my big conflict is the, uh, anti-bullying and then the, uh, like the canceling stuff because I think conflict is how you resolve things. And, and I don't mean that you should be bullied to the point of suicide, but I think that, uh, for one, you have to teach a person instead of taking this and internalizing it, you have to defend yourself. John, you and I talked many times about the mean streets of Grace Ferry or even out here in Delco, Eddie Stone. You got to defend yourself because if they fuck with you, you got to you got to back yourself up. And that I think that goes generationally, too. Right. I grew up. I, I got out of the military. And funny enough, I'll openly admit this. I did four years in the army and I was still very much a child. You know, like I wanted to come home and go skateboarding and listen to fucking, you know, 90s grunge. And, you know, I may or may not have partaked in illegal artwork underneath of bridges and, and alongside of train tracks and shit. May or may not. I plead the fucking fifth. So if anybody from the law is listening, go fuck yourself. But um, what I'm getting at is, is I wasn't what we would consider an adult, you know, like a I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to get fix my credit and buy a house. Dude, that was not on the radar at all, you know, for, for me, 20 years old. Yeah. So when I went to work at a body shop down in Tinicum, pretty infamous body shop. So, uh, dude, I got that fucking guy rode my ball. Like he fucking just <laughs> tortured me for how long did I work there? Maybe on and off seven or eight years. And I mean, he's a good friend to this day. And I understand that I'm 40. He has to be in his 50s now. He was a tough motherfucker, man. He was like, he is notorious in this area for like, dude, don't go work for him because he is a motherfucker right. to work for. But it was like a certain degree of conditioning for you. For me, I think my work ethic, and I work very independently now. Like when, right. when they tell me to be at a job site, no matter where that job site is, if it's in fucking Detroit... It's on me to figure out how to get there by 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I do. And I believe that my work ethic comes from that. Yeah. You know? So, really, my pushback to what you said is that I think it's it's passing the torch. Mm-hmm. The 50 and the 60-year-old guys now need us to go beat up on the 20 and 30. And I don't mean physically. I'm just no, saying, like... Yeah. You got to see them and you got to like break their balls and hey, what are you doing, you <laughs> fucking idiot? You, you Maybe know? that's the nuance of yeah. it is that like it seems like such work. It is to, work. To, to kind of like condition somebody at that age to be like, come on, motherfucker, like get well, your shit together. And you know, I think that it's it's definitely work. And I definitely think that uh, I to some extent think that our generation needs to step up on that. Yeah. Like, I think. I think there's a lot of us that got our balls busted so hard that we're like, no, dude, I want to be the nice guy. I don't yeah. I don't want to, like, give this kid a hard time. I know he wrecked four fucking cars, but I'm going to help him out. Here, I'll, I'll loan you the money to buy another piece of shit Honda or something. It is hard, Fuck man. That, it's dude. hard to kind of just Fuck be like, that. no. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. way that, I mean, all the enabling that's going on. Yeah. And this ultra-nurturing, everybody wins 
That's the part I that I disagree wins with. Thing. Wholeheartedly. I yeah, you got to learn how to lose. I'm a cold motherfucker. And, yeah. and this is when people, like, politically start getting real upset with me. Because, like, this whole theory of everybody wins and we can all have an equal share. Fuck you. Nope. It doesn't work like that. Like a I'm a lion. Trophy. You're a fucking Ooh. lamb. And I will eat you if you're in my way. Yeah. And I know that sounds fucking mean. But turn into a lion and I can't fuck with you. You yeah. know? Because humans can do that. Lions and lambs, physical animals, cannot. Right. They're just that. And that's the great argument, I guess, is some people are like, well, you know, I'm a fucking nerdy kid that's afraid to defend himself. Well, dude, I was too. Yeah. You know? Right. I was. Yeah. And, and it took a lot of life lessons and get my balls busted, my nose broken four fucking times, my ribs broken, in, I think, once or twice. And yeah. that was physical shit. That didn't... Nobody ever describes, like, the mental anguish... Of going to a job or a school or whatever. I, 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 I will say this. When I see all this shit with the school shootings, I'm the guy, believe it or not, and this is really going to ruffle fucking feathers, I sympathize with the actual kid that's doing the shooting. Because I don't think that you just wake up one day listening to Marilyn Manson and go... Oh, uh, I think it would be a great idea to go kill a bunch of fucking people because of the music or the video games told me to do it. You think it's like no. a buildup of frustration? Yes. And it's kind of I, stifling I think, the kid that's been bullied or whatever. I think you, when you tell a kid that you cannot defend yourself, you go to school, you get fucked with day in and day out. You're surrounded by your peers and everybody is just targeting you and and the school just goes, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We can't really find no evidence. We don't really know. I don't know. Let's just uh, here sit over there in the corner, John. Just leave them alone. Just uh, you know, hey, just stay over there. They'll they'll leave you alone if you leave them alone. They're not leaving him alone. Right. They're not fucking leaving and him alone. They're also not leaving them alone. It's not like the the uh, the bullshit goes on. And, and I'm not saying I totally agree with that I, that assessment. Sure. But I get your point. Well, I don't I think, think it's like, I don't think it's every case. No, no, I don't think it's every case. You right. have crazies out there that yes. are just like yeah. that's what I'm the guy at. that drove his car through a group of people in New York, dude. Yeah, right. What the fuck is exactly. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. But I think that there's a lot of this. I don't think that the bullying ends at two thirty. No, you know? I think when you got social media and you got all these different fucking social media platforms, like the bullying doesn't end. But and even like, before that, John, I walked home from Norwood Elementary. Yeah. And I remember at the bottom of the fucking fence, at the bottom of the hill, 15 fucking dudes that I was in the same grade with were all standing there literally waiting for me. Yeah, right. They were like, yep, yep, all right, there he is. (laughs) And they're fucking big ear-to-ear grins because they're going to start fucking with me now. Right. Like, dude, it was like a thing. And then you know how it got solved? Yeah. Is the kid in the middle, I broke his fucking nose. And then all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, oh, he's, he's a little fucking crazy, you know? And then it was like... He's a crazy... You know, back then, like, when the skaters were the avant-garde, they were, you know, the fringe kids. They were like, oh, he's he's a fucking crazy skater. Like, he'll fucking hit you with his board or something. Yeah, you're fucking right, I will. Yeah. Leave me alone, you know? So, this is like a very... We were supposed to be laughing right now. Yeah, yeah. You fucked this all up, man. You brought <laughs> yeah, a lot of negativity in here. <laughs> my, wife, my wife warned me, too. She's like, that's not... I was, you know, kind of talking about what you guys did, and I was trying to explain it's like a comedy podcast, and she's like, that's, that's eh, not funny. Yes and no. Yes and no. She's like, there's nothing really funny about uh, generational bias. I mean, I, said, I definitely no, think... you're right, but... I think that there's things that we can pick at. Like, like, for me, when I look at younger generations... 
And even when you look at the cyclical um, path of creativity, it seems to me every 20 years. So this is when I agree with you guys about the 90s. The 70s was awesome. The 50s was awesome. The 90s was awesome. Where's the awesome? I don't yeah. see no more awesome after this. I, I was you know? just doing a little bit of thinking about it and I can't find it anywhere yeah there's like nothing so maybe this is the season of like they're gonna fucking somebody creative is gonna like because i'll say this like me and john were talking about music and and like music drives my soul and i'm very eclectic i listen to hip-hop i listen to i'm even starting to listen to some country stuff i don't care man wherever i can get a little motivation from i I get it but i'm waiting for this new like excuse me this is my moment. <laughs> I get the cough on the mic again. So I'm waiting for the new generation to have this emergence of very creative people, you know? Right. Because I think that there are some out there. I did like that girl, Billie uh, Eilish. I think she's pretty talented. I think there's there's some little spots, but I'm waiting to see this wave where they take Where they you get take something, something really genuine. Well, even if they take a, like, like in the 90s, uh, you know, like, it's debatable about Kurt Cobain or not, but the grunge thing took off huge, and that became what they did. And now I'm waiting for the new generation yeah, to do something similar. Yeah, because I think a lot similar. of people felt the same way, like, in the 80s, like, with the hair metal and all that shit, they were, like, kind of like, this fucking sucks. And, you know, like, where is the... I feel like this is one of them moments, because even think about the young kids are idolizing 80s, like, uh, icons and this weird... They like the weird of 80s, you know? Like yeah. Big, big frame glasses with, like, these... F- Dude, the women and their fashion, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate their fashion. I don't even fashion. think I'm that well-versed in it. Do you do because you look at women? Yeah. Do you like w- women? Fucking young 20-year-old girl in mom jeans? Yo, lady, I want to see your fucking crack. I don't give a shit. <laughs> go fucking mom. I don't care about your fucking mom jeans. Stick to the yeah. yoga pants. The yoga pants was awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yoga pants were wonderful. I want to see your cheeks. I want to see your clam. I want to fucking. I'll be honest. You know? you know what I like? Don't have modesty. Fuck I you. I weirdly find the fucking pajama pant thing kind of cute. Yeah, you know, like everybody's like, "Oh, these Why? fucking." Why? What are you attracted gr- to? Fucking no, like I, just, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I think it's kind of sexy when I see these girls in their Cookie Monster fucking pants. I don't give a Dude, fuck. Dude, you sh- you should hang out in Kensington, man. Yeah. You'll see a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking crazy. Now, uh, I judge harshly, man. Listen. Yeah. I- if you're gonna look like a like a fucking slut, dude, I want you to do it all the way. I missed the '90s low cut jeans with the bell bottom. I love for some reason I love the bell bottoms. Yeah. I did, and then with the um, the fucking whale tail, like the the g string. Oh, like coming off like the, yeah, oh like my god, kind of like, like hugging over the the slopes of the cheeks. Dude, like at the small of the back. I'm telling you right now, anybody <laughs> from our high school that's listening, class of '99 from Innerboro. If any of you chicks that used to walk around like that, I just want you to know that I stroked off to you. <laughs> just telling you right now that it fucking happened. All right, you subcon, you I don't even know how to, you um, you participated in sexual acts with me in my mind. <laughs> if there's another universe, you and I have done We things. made yeah. sweet, sweet, passionate fucking. <laughs> it's not love because it was just fucking. Is uh, dude, we talked over this dude so bad. Come on, Mark, it's your turn, man. Throw in there. Oh no, I, I feel I, like I should make you a cup of coffee or get you a bump of coke. What do you want, dude? Oh no, it's just 
this it's is, not awake yet. This is uh yeah, this is this morning time for me. I'm usually just hanging out with my wife and daughter and watching Bluey or something. Bluey. Hell yeah, man. I don't know Bluey. Bluey's a good one. Yeah? Dude, occasionally they throw yeah. some curveballs in there and you're like, whoa, that's not kid material. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and the lessons are very, they're just natural and, yeah. and kind of matter of fact as the episode goes. And it's like, oh, there was a teaching moment here, but sure, you, you could miss it so as, as well. As an adult, uh, I'm sitting upstairs with my, my two-year-old and three-year-old and they're watching it and my daughter loves it. And she's like... Uh, Bluey. And then I'm watching, and then I suddenly hear the one little kid dog thing say to the Bluey or whatever. He's like, yeah, my daddy doesn't live at home no more. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck just happened here? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> my, daddy's, my daddy lives in a hotel with a prostitute right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck did I just hear? This is a fucking kid's show, man. Isn't it always so generationally... In the 90s, we had that, dude. Ren and Stimpy. I, yeah, yeah. I found Ren and Stimpy on um, Paramount Plus or something. I don't know. One of these... I don't have cable, so I use... I just fucking watch whatever I want to watch. But I, I found Ren and Stimpy because I used to love Ren and Stimpy. And I can't wait to watch it now as a 40-year-old and go, Holy shit! That's what they're talking yeah, about. probably didn't yeah. realize it back then. Dude, yeah. as a kid... Yeah. I mean, I knew some of it because I was a teenager. Like, when they are talking about log and shit, and he's doing, like, these dick references, I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I think that's what our our generation did with a lot of things was just either made it more vulgar or, like, extreme wrestling, right? It was born, like, we did that, I guess, or yeah, just people maybe a little older, you know, kind of got that thing going and, like, the attitude era of... Of, yeah, you know, like WWE we kind of like everything kind of took like this like turn of like um like this this crassness to everything. Like we just applied adult humor to every aspect of entertainment that we could think of. So I I definitely miss that. Yeah. You know, I miss the sarcasm. I miss the uh, the dirty and the downright just like grotesqueness of our jokes like and now it's like how so many safe. babies can you fit in a trash can was like a fucking regular joke to everybody mm-hmm. everybody was like what fucking adults were like hey i heard this how many babies can you fit in a trash can you know and now if you were to say that to like a 20 year old that's in like fucking you know community college yeah. they would like cringe and look at you like this person's evil. We got to report him to the police. It feels you know? like, dude, when people really analyze every fucking thing that you say like that and kind of break it down, it seems like so much work to just be like, look, you've offended me because of this, 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 and this. And now, like, you got to, like, edit yourself before you ever even speak. Yeah. You know, I can't stand that. Like, the, the constant, like, um. Living in fear. Yeah. Like, so uh, how do I put this? And then, uh, you know, like, I just hear like even like the way that people think like you know how you're gonna approach girls or whatever like when you you know like, how do you flirt anymore how can you flirt like in a like in an acceptable kind of way without somebody being like uh uh-uh, uh you know like you know so the comical thing about this new generation Mark feel free to chime in bro <laughs> I'm just breaking your balls sorry man that's cool as I'm sitting here eating fucking eggs. Making still a podcast. Those eggs? I'm still fucking eat them. Jeez. They think it's. Uh, they See, heard the, the clicking I of need my. To sp- talk more so you can just eat. Hell yeah, man. That's, 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 that's why I'm trying to get here. you get you going here. You know. 
We we should get uh, craft beers for you, man. You guys should just sit here and get tanked. I did an episode <laughs> on um, my previous show, Yard Bar Tuna. Or we going to get drunk or something at a barbecue. I think I listened I did a, to that. I did a barbecue, and then my sister and my buddy Ethan, which you guys would fucking love. That dude is hilarious. They all were sitting down here like half cocked. That was pretty funny, but it was very chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like people talking over each other and just like. But it was funny. I mean, silly shit came out. But uh, <clears throat> all right, so let's stay on topic. Um, fuck me, man. I just forgot what we. The last thing we said. We're talking about like how how do you, how do you fucking like even flirt anymore? Ah, so what's funny is when I was a kid, at least for me anyway. The like the flirting or saying like provocative shit was like hinting like if you made a dirty joke in front of a chick that was like your attempt right to like you know see how she responds uh what the fuck sorry fucking text messages mm-hmm. now somebody's opening a door my kids are gonna come running down here and raise hell <laughs> i'm like a fucking psycho about sound quality and it's like dude it's just fucking there's no perfect i, I could live in this vacuum chamber and there would yep Go upstairs. This is I'm recording this whole thing. Genevieve, go upstairs, babe. Hi. I got I got the two dogs, the bell and the light. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetie, listen. You... Okay, go upstairs. Holy shit! This is. This All right, is roll my... that intro again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we on? All right, let's, let's start. Let's start this off. Jesus, man. All right, so so generation. Let me let me recap here. Generationally, when I was a teenager, you would, at least for me, I would make provocative jokes in front of chicks that I liked to to gauge how are they going to accept it. Yeah, how do they laugh? What do they say? Like, oh, are they if they're grossed out? Like. Mm, this is probably not the chick for me. You know, now that it's was... almost like if you say it, you feel like you're going to get fucking crated up in a box and like no, shipped off to check, Bolivia. Check <laughs> yeah, this out. No, yeah. So you can't say provocative things, but what you can do is you can go on the internet, because we didn't have the internet, you can go on the internet, look at three pictures of a chick, and then decide whether you want to send them a picture of your dick or not. That's how they flirt. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, you want to fuck? Here's every my dick. Every girl I talk to tells me like that's the last thing they want to see. Is and they do it dick. constantly. Ask a chick the next time you know a chick that's single. Yeah. Ask her how many dick how many pics times a have you day. Seen a dick today. And that's how they have to literally like. All right, I guess mm. I'll give this dick a chance. You know, like literally this dick a chance because <laughs> you go and look at his profile and he's like bullshitting you about like I like to go sailing and I like to do this. And, You're right. Yeah, I'm a really nice guy. I want to be a family man someday. Brick, here's but my here's dick. My cock. You know? Yeah. That's how they flirt. That's it's, crazy to me. And then in public, so so I have a 20-year-old nephew. Dude, he had this girlfriend and she's a cutie. She was a cute chick. Dude, they would come over and they were like they would never make fucking eye contact. Right. And not even to like each other. They would do like this thing where they like it always looked like they were looking at the other person's shoes. They were like, "Uh, hey, you want to like you want a soda or something? Uh, Why the fuck don't you, don't you look? Make eye contact, dude. Do you not make eye contact when you're fucking this chick? Like I don't understand. Uh, right. I don't right. understand what is happening right now, dude. I want to steal your fucking soul. I'm looking at you so hard. Yeah. You know. It's crazy. So, I don't know. Anyway, 
<sighs> Sorry. I would think, like, um, I don't know. Like, it, wouldn't it just be easier to be, like, instead of, like, going through all the trouble of, like, sending a picture of your dick and getting rejected and all that stuff, like, wouldn't it be easier to just make a joke? It'd be like, you know, you got a great ass. You know, let me dust off your fart box or something. <laughs> like, I would much rather say something like that than to be like, Here's here's my dick. <laughs> I would I would be original. I would just send him a picture of my balls. <laughs> this is my balls look like they're huge. Dick not so much, but these are some big balls. <laughs> I think people get away with it now or guys like you see it's like, "Oh, well, I'm doing this for my TikTok channel yeah. or something." Or like they have a lot of cash and it's like a game show thing, but they just say really lewd crude things to like young girls. And then other people watch it because there's like a shock factor, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. But it's totally just hidden behind like that. This is just an act. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do think that there's a certain amount of, um, we, we, I think I'm going to fuck this word up because I'm an Annabara kid, but we emulate. Is that the correct word? Where you, you copy? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like our celebrities as 90s kids we did what we saw them doing, you know? So, like, uh, partying or drinking and fucking hanging out with chicks. The way we reacted with the world is what we saw on the television. And I think kids now do exactly like you said. Everybody thinks that there's some internet celebrity and they all think that this is the way I need to act. I need to be flashy. I need to talk like this. You know what I'm saying, dude? I know what I'm saying. You don't even know what I'm saying, son. You don't even know what I'm saying. You're fucking right. I don't, don't know, know what, you're what you're saying. <laughs> Pronunciate the fucking words and use more. Use more words. Have dialogue. Engage with me. You know? Right. I don't know. I know that as kids, we probably did it too. And we probably. Like, I tried to be Peter North. I was trying to emulate Peter North. <laughs> The best I could. Really? Yeah, I didn't have all the tools, but I I tried. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Shit, not me, in man. Some some situations it worked. I might have came off a little bit more like Ron Jeremy. But really? I was trying to be Peter North. Not me, man. I wanted to be a comedian my whole life. Yeah. Even as a kid, I remember watching like George Carlin, and I'm I'm telling you, I watched George Carlin. So did I. I watched him from an early age. I just remember thinking, dude, I got to be as fucking smart as that guy, and yeah. that guy's fucking smart, you know. That that was like my whole like thing. Yeah, like, I felt like we kind of like our like our generation was more like let let me fucking arm my brain. Yeah, you know, for the world. And Robin like, Williams, I loved his comedy. Yeah, the slapstick. He was very energetic. You know, but yeah, I think like conversation was like a real piece of the you know real big uh, thing in the toolbox for us. You know. But even, even back to like the bullying stuff, the way these kids are nowadays, which I think is, our generation was teenage angst. Maybe that's why, like, even like Teen Spirit was like a, whether we want to admit it or not, that was kind of like a theme to our whole fucking generation. Is because there was this, it literally told the story of like we're fucking angry teenagers, right? And kids nowadays aren't. They're like everyone, even the rappers are fucking depressed. 
Dude, I don't want to listen to fucking yeah. hip-hop music that's depressing. Can you go yeah. back to talking about ass and money and all that yeah, shit? Yeah, like, dude. TV rap you know? stuff. Yeah, right. dude. It doesn't right. have to be like gangbang and stuff. No, it Fuck, could be. I like that it too, could, man. It could have some edge. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Everybody loves DMX. And that was a fucking gangster. All right, dude? That I was fucking, always dude. very partial to uh, 50 Cent. I liked 50 Cent. He was a gangster. Dude yeah. got shot six fucking times and lived. But even stuff, like some of his songs, like, I don't know. I like some of the songs. I like his little, like... Uh, no, I don't mean you. I don't mean that's what makes him cool. The fact that he yeah. got shot six times. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed his music. Right. But um, I'm saying like this whole theory of like uh, like like this whole generation, like all of them, you know, back to back. This fucking dog, dude. I'm gonna scream. She's doing the dog thing, man. She's making fucking noises. She's God good, damn it. She's a good dog. I'm gonna beat this fucking dog. <laughs> all right. I'm not really. But uh, dude, this generation. It's depressed, man. It's fucking sad. It's yeah. like you, dude. You're bringing me down, dude. You're bringing me down. Your chicks are wearing fucking fupa pants. They're fucking. They're fucking. <laughs> that, yeah, mom the hipster jeans. shit is fucking weird. Oh, right? Like, God. let me look as uncool as I can dude. look, kind of thing. Dude, like, I just want to. I want a low cut shirt with your tits dangling out. I like the fact that you don't wear bras. That's cool. Bringing it back to the '70s. I dig that, man. The big natties. Yeah, dude. Let them. Let them fucking <laughs> pierce titties just poke out. Here's a like a thing that kind of um freaks me out and uh i think like when the dudes are wearing low-cut shirts and their their dick and balls are hanging at the bottom no is that a thing i mean sometimes you know i don't do whatever they want nowadays but there's there's this like thing where um man i think like a psychiatrist should like do like a thesis on it like these girls that uh dress like they're from the 50s Oh yeah, you, you know told me I mean? about this. Yeah, yeah. that kind the of pinups. the, the pin-up. pinup thing, right? It's almost like saying like, I want to be financially secure, but I also want to rebel against something. John, kind of thing. You, kind of you me. mentioned this the other day, and I specifically waited until this microphone was live because <laughs> I am totally going to disagree with you. You like Listen, this, dude? This rockabilly, whatever it is. I'm telling pin-up. you right now, red, bright red lipstick with the uh, the poofy hair thing with the bangs. I will lick your butthole. I will lick your fucking butthole. And look, I'm not saying that... Does that sound creepy enough? Because it's... No, I need it's... to emphasize how creepy I am about this. Listen, this is, I'm not gauging whether or not I want to like lick somebody's butthole by it. I'm just saying... I just imagine splashing them with loads of my cum. <laughs> That's all I think about, dude. I'm just like, I highly encourage this. I'm just the saying... The only like... thing I don't like is the tattoos on the face. Yeah, I don't like. I think that's a bit eccentric. Yeah, you know. I think it's like it's almost like, I. It's not about being attracted to it for me. It's like almost like if you went to the Renaissance Fair, right? Dude, everything is about attraction to me. My dick guides me everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, everywhere. I'm just thinking like terms of like, um, like if I were to go to like the Renaissance Fair, (laughs) right, and see like a bunch of guys acting all medieval and you know doing that fucking those you know having like little larping sessions with each other <laughs> and like swinging swords at each other that's all fine and good at the renaissance fair like as long as you realize like your ford focus is out in the parking lot and you're not really a fucking uh you're not really this fucking medieval fucking wizard or some shit like that's cool but don't do that shit at panera bread <laughs> 
is that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to see you acting like that at Panera. And Fuck that's kind that. of my thing with these girls that dress Dude, like Dude, I they're totally like disagree. Fucking... Again, again, yeah. I totally disagree. You want to see them acting like that? I want to see LARPers at fucking Panera Bread or Starbucks just pull out their foam swords and start going ape shit on each other. I mean, dude, I want to see him really start whacking at each other, though. Like, right. dude, maybe foam is, like, a little soft. Use a piece of wood or something, you know? Carve up a nice painted silver so it looks like a sword and fucking just slap the shit out of, you know, right. the lady that's making your chili. You yeah, know? I like, just don't, I don't want to go to fucking Jiffy Lube and you know, have the girl <laughs> looking like fucking something out of Happy Days or some shit, I, I guess. think everybody should do this. I think if you want to grow up to be Batman, you should wear Batman yeah, every should, day of your life. You should go out every day with the fucking L- they, they cape say and a kale. Fake it until you make it. You know, <laughs> just you want to be a fucking. <laughs> you want to be a superhero? I'm laughing because my wife peeked around the corner of the steps there, and she's yelling at the dog to get the fuck upstairs. <laughs> She's secretly going, you motherfucker. Dude, this episode in the morning. is totally fucked, man. I love it. <laughs> this Fucking is like, kid. This my, is almost my daughter's like, I don't even know what she fucking said. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what she said either. That's great. Yeah. Thank God I bought the most expensive mics that I could get to pick up every fucking little. <laughs> if there's a mouse shitting in the corner right now, you can hear it on the mic. Yeah, well, whatever. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? But anyway, uh, the Renaissance Fair, I actually went to the Renaissance Fair. I've never Fair. been to a Renaissance Fair. Dude, let me tell you something. You're a dork. Uh, you, you, I am a dork. You claim to be a dork. But I'm not that. I'm not a medieval dork. I think you would love it. I don't do Game of Thrones. You do. You don't have to. Yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised that you're, you you do not like it at all. You, Game of Thrones is great. Just, just stop watching it. On the uh, at the end, no, nope, fuck that. The last two seasons just totally shit the bed. I saw one episode where the Viper fights the mountain, and I thought that was a really good story because he gets like fucking like demolished. Oh by the yeah, when they crush his fucking. But he's head. got. I love that the Viper has all this bravado. Yeah, and like that very Spanish uh, bullfighter. Yeah, right, thing going he's on. so charismatic, and you think, oh, maybe he's got a fucking chance. Yeah. You know, there's something there's something very like uh, like pro wrestling about that to me. You Dude. Know? All right, all right. You keep. And oh, dude, me and Mark are like wrestling fucking encyclopedias. Really? Like, that, that, we bonded over that. We really? totally bonded yeah. over that. Like right off the bat. Like that's why we're friends. Really? Like I showed up at this house, and actually Marty lived there at the time too, so he knows he knows Marty from high school. Yeah, Marty. but um. So Marty brought me over there. That's how I met all these guys. Was really? Through Marty. Yeah. So I go over there, and it's like a Friday night. And he had don't just moved me. into the house to have them eggs. <laughs> and um, I don't know how it came up, but he said something about Jake Roberts, and I just went fucking off. Yeah. And then, like, we ended up at the, the bar playing pool, and, you know, and I was like, oh, man, I you know, thanks for bringing me out. He's like, no, nah, dude, you're a wrestling guy. You're cool, you know? like, And that's how we bonded. Like, you're a wrestling guy? You're cool? Is that, that's basically is that what it, you guys man. do? Well, no. Like, that's just, like, what we, we have, like, this history of, like, having this guilty pleasure that, you know, it just bled over into, you know, getting drunk and, like, playing fucking wrestling video games in the middle of the night, you know, until, like, three in the morning, and, like, it was, like, we, we geeked out, as we call it, we just yeah. geeked out. Total geek out, yeah. like, peel back the layers, layers of, like, the of bravado, and, and yeah. acting like a kid again, you know? Yeah, just exactly. Like after school, or... Just kind of tapped into it, like, you know, getting our fucking, like, late 20s. Like, having a, a sleepover. You know? 
Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm going to openly admit that I was never. You know nothing about it, right? Now, man, yeah. I think we should dive into. I find this. that so so bizarre that you like have no knowledge of it at all. Like, I mean, I have a little bit. I mean, I right, know right. who fucking you know who, Hulk Hogan yeah, right. is and Everybody Andre does. the Giant, but I mean, yeah. I never just I never really dove in. And I'm not judging you guys. Oh because, no, no, no. I mean, I was a skateboarder, and I know. Yeah. To me, like to meet my favorite skateboarder Rodney Mullen would be like fucking mind blowing, earth shattering. Yeah. Or Jamie Thomas, but these are guys that you guys are like, who the fuck I don't even is know that? Who they are right, right, right. You yeah. know, so like I think that there are communities, and I was just intrigued by the fact that you guys were like, oh, you love wrestling? Yeah. Oh, me too. Now we're best friends <laughs> because yeah, that's all it takes, dude. When I'm out on a job site and I see some guy has like a van sticker or an Independence, which is a skateboarding company, you immediately feel like you identify. I start talking to him, and he's right. like, "Yeah, well, I, I skateboard a little bit, and I do this, and and it's the same thing." I'm like, "Ah, oh, oh, yeah, right. man, add me on Facebook. Let's talk, you know." And you're like, "Fucking right." So, yeah. so I was unaware that the wrestling fan base is is a community and you guys are like oh yeah man like well, for you know. me it was kind of like it's like in that first episode when i told you that i did the cover for the magazine yeah and i kind of didn't want to discuss the magazine like it's always been like one of those things that i felt like the whole world thinks is stupid you know yeah and but it, they thought comic books was stupid now right now you see people it's the whole fucking entertainment business i think it's comical and i'm gonna this is gonna sound a little uh fucked up but like dude when i was a kid uh i didn't know like like the black kids in our school thought that me drawing comics was dorky and stupid right and now, like like my mother in law and my aunt, you know, on on my mother on on my wife's side, they're all like, "Oh yeah, I love Wonder Woman and I love this and I love that." And I'm like, "When did that start?" Well, yeah, like yeah. I don't remember black people particularly caring too much about comics, at least from my perspective. Right, I, right. I might be ignorant. Maybe it's me, you know, just not being that far. Yeah, because I'll be know? honest with you. In a lot of my experience, I've found that like a lot of black guys that I meet, like out in the world, they're dorks. Really? Like, yeah, like the coolest black guy in the world knows every fucking thing about a transformer. Yeah, but maybe that you know was like that's something kind of that, how I felt. I think because the '90s was so harsh on black men, black maybe. boys, yeah, that you had to put on this bravado. A lot of black kids that I grew up with were tough dudes, and to know that they actually gave a shit about certain things, my best friend was like ashamed in his neighborhood to admit that he liked skateboarding right. and like. Because he knew, because he's from Sun Village, he's from like a nasty part of Chester, and like, dude, they're fucking gangsters. They're, yeah. they're, like he's locked up right now because he's a for real gangster. Right. Like he did some gangster shit, and you know now you got to pay the piper. I just remember like uh, like I was at work one time, and this dude, this black dude comes in, and he looked like I don't know, like fucking um, like the coolest black guy on the planet. Like you know, like he was chiseled, he was built, all this shit. He looked like a cool black guy. Yeah, and um, as opposed to an uncool black as guy. A, yeah, he didn't look like a dork, is what I'm getting. What's at. that movie Eddie Murphy did where the the nerdy uh, the nutty professor? No, no, no. There was another one where he played like this nerdy dude that was like oh like, um, or something. I don't remember what that's called. I know what you're talking that's about. That's the though. uncool black guy. Yeah, Nor Norbert or uh, Norbert something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is this guy looked like the prime version of Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? Like the cool version of Eddie Murphy. And he comes in and he's like fixing like the copier at Harlem Knights Eddie Murphy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're acting like you're this fucking cool ass guy. I know you're a fucking nerd. And at one point, his fucking cell phone went off and it was the sound of a transformer transforming. Yeah. It was like, ar, 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 ar. and I was like, I knew you were a fucking dork, dude. I fucking knew it. Busted. You know? But, um, 
<laughs> but I think like the appeal of it was like like we get back to the wrestling thing is like I've always been like I don't want to talk about it because it's like this thing it's almost like comfort food to me you know okay. like it's like I can't sit there and watch three hours of wrestling now like sure. I can't do it it's just it's so redundant and silly that I can't do it eh, but it depends on how bored you were that day exactly like it's you know like I get excited for it like if my kid's really excited for it and like yeah you know let's do that we'll watch that or whatever and I, I think you know the time that we met at that point in our lives, we we were supposed to have grown out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, I think it was like twenty three. Embarrassing to still be talking. You were probably about like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, you know? and it was kind of like, oh, I can just kind of like not care and be like, you know, yeah. yeah. But like my thing growing up was like, if I were really to break everything down to all this, like as much as I love like comic books and you know all these nostalgic things from the eighties and stuff like that, what it really boils down to is I like characters. Yeah. You know, am I like the thing about wrestling? It just seemed like such a brilliant form of entertainment because it was so fake and fictional, but it was presented in this arena of realistic sport. So it's like the, the lines of reality are so blurred where you're like, what's real and what's not here? You know, yeah. like I know that the performance is choreographed, but is there a certain part of this animosity that these guys have for each other? Is that legit? Like, there's that feeling of it that there's just this mystique to it where you kind of, like, kind of fall into it a little bit. Like, you, okay, I'm fooled, and I'm cool with being fooled. So, I'm, the one thing that I am impressed with, especially from the, um, when you look at comedy and you look at, uh, there's a genre of comedy called improv, which I'm sure yeah. you've, you know, Saturday Night Live is, like, the, the biggest of big yeah. when it comes to improv. I always think of wrestling as the same thing because from, from what I understand, they basically tell these guys, "This is the goal at the end of the right. match. This is this is who's got to win. You figure out how to get there." I think it's pretty you know? much all right. Here's our beginning. Here's our middle, and this is the end. Yeah. So like the middle is kind of like the climax. Like they're kind of telling a story from the time they walk in there to the time they leave. Right. So they start off. It's like the little introduction. They build up. They get to the middle. That's the peak of the match, and then. You're kind of going through this exciting kind of sequence towards the end to see how it's going to end, and then that's the end of it. Right. And then you know, it's it's all but it's just all, a story. But it's, it's all in, it's but a it's TV improv, show. right? Like these guys, they they are the character, they, and they when have they're to... in there, they're telling each other, "This is what we're going to do next. This is right. what we're going to do next." Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the measure of what makes a guy good at it. Yeah, you know? like that's they call them good workers. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, that's fascinating because you have to work. I mean, people might look at that and think this big dumb oaf, but he's not dumb because these guys are working through this storyline. They're superlative athletes right too. Fucking yeah. now, like right. right now, this is they're improving this whole thing. All right, all right, you're gonna put me in this position. I'm right. gonna try to get out of it. Because if it was a real fight, you know? that those positions would never happen. Like, I mean, how many fights sure. have you been in where nothing looks pretty? You know what I mean? Like it's all. But this is kind of like, you know. This is where you put your arm when I do this, and this, you know, like yeah. it's very choreographed. Sure. Yeah, and a lot of responsibility for for that person to be safe, and so they're thinking about, okay, this is the next move, but I got to protect myself. I got to protect yeah. you. They kind of give each other each other's bodies, yeah, pretty much. And at yeah. the same time, they're putting on a show. They got this right. whole crowd watching them, so they're they're doing that all at the same time. It's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It is. A, it's a very, that's, I think that's what I like about it. It's just, and you have all these different walks of life that kind of get into it. Like, I, you know, like you look at some of these dudes and you think like, you think of like these muscle bound dudes that are like in it. And so much of the appeal of it is look at us. 
kind yeah. of thing. Like, if you, I don't know if you know who, like, the Road Warriors were. No. All right. Well, the Road Warriors' entire appeal was, look at us. Yeah. You know, they were giant, built dudes. They had these spiked shoulder pads. Their faces were painted. They had fucking Weird. mohawks. Yeah, haircuts. Yeah, it was just, the whole thing was, look at us. And then they'd get in there and they'd fucking demolish somebody for... 30 seconds and it was over but you waited the entire hour to see these guys come out and just fucking demolish somebody so it's like this this fucking anticipation for something very small and it's the visual of it is so great but then you have like guys like like we love uh like dusty Rhodes. i don't know if you know who dusty Rhodes was i kind of remember the name dusty Rhodes was basically like i mean he looks like a human pig like he's like a pig man (laughs) like he's like this he was like this giant fat guy who like would come out, no shirt, man tits just swinging, <laughs> gut, big old birthmark on the side of his belly. He's got bleached hair. He's, like, got this crunched fat face. Like, and his deep socket eye. Like, yeah, deep, dark well. eyes, man. The <laughs> eyes were just, like, blackened. Like, he looked like, he looked sick, almost. You know what I mean? Like, he looked bloated and he's sick. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, like, the, yeah, really? he looks like yeah, he's looked like Marlon Brando and Dr. Island Moreau. We should use that for one of our cover <laughs> Yeah, we should. <laughs> But and he would we come out for this one. <laughs> but he's probably the most charismatic wrestler that ever lived. Like he comes out and he has like this whole like he has like a lisp and he talks like in this very like jive black kind of voice. Southern. Like a <laughs> and he's like, Listen, Daddy, the American dream don't they roll you know, and like he's like he's just so charismatic that you're like you love him. So you he's know? like Ron Jeremy mixed with like a seventies pimp. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, it, it, you just never knew what to expect from him. And it was, like, his his whole gimmick was that he was the common man. Like, mm. he, you know, like, you know, I know what hard times are. And, you know, and, like, that's how the audience related to him. But mm. if he was any other, if, if he didn't have that personality, you were just like, look, who is this slob? But the conditioning that this fucking fat shit had <laughs> was incredible. He could go out there and wrestle for 60 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nonstop, didn't stop moving. And, like, he, the movements that he would do, the fucking, you know, the elbows and the fucking the dance moves and shit. Like, he would dance in the ring. It was crazy, man. He was so cool. Did we unearth that, that basketball video? Oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. That, did you send that to me? I... Or did I find that? E- either way, that was fucking... That was I wonderful. I who found it. It doesn't matter. That was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, this is like... Um, it's a right, charity so basketball game. Yeah. It's like Oakland Police or something like that. It's like the, or the North Carolina Police or whatever the fuck it oh, was. Actually, yeah, it was Carolina. I think it's like the North Carolina Police Department versus the wrestlers of the National Wrestling Alliance in the 80s. And it's like Dusty Rhodes, the guy I just described to you, Sting, who I know you know who Sting is. Sure. He had like this gay surfer gimmick with the fucking spiked hair and fucking face <laughs> paint. Luger. And then Lex Luger, who was just this muscle bound. He used to play for the Green Bay Packers, and um, he was like this muscle bound blonde guy. Yeah. And I think like who else was on that team? It was like I know the names. I don't really know. But these were like these. The NWA was a weird kind of thing because like I knew WWF was fake. Like I knew in my like as soon as I would turn it on, I'd be like, "This is fucking fake." Yeah. But for some reason, the NWA seemed like it was real to me when I was a kid. It was grittier. It kind of what's like the NWA? The National Wrestling Alliance. And oh. the National Wrestling Alliance was like Ric Flair. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Sting, Dusty Rhodes, all this stuff. So do all these things like so? They're that's different from. It's a w- different. Yeah, it's a different promotion altogether. So they don't even. 
wrestling wrestle used to be, each other? No, wrestling used to be broken up into territories. No shit. So it was like it was like the traveling circus kind of thing. Really? And it didn't become like a national phenomenon until like the eighties when yeah. Vince McMahon used the power the of videotape. Yeah, and basically went against the all traditions of professional wrestling and basically syndicated professional wrestling. So his territory was the Northeast. Huh. And he basically poached all this talent from all these different territories, brought them into his. So, like, Hulk Hogan was actually, like, an AWA guy. And Bret Hart was a stampede wrestling guy oh, from Canada. Canada. And then, uh, you know. So, like, what so, is these, that you're saying these are different areas? That oh, he, yeah. They were different areas, different organizations, different promotions that were run under, like, certain promoters and territories. But Vince McMahon syndicated wrestling, made a shit ton of money doing it, and then poached all the talent from all these different areas to create like this ultimate roster and like it blew up and he basically redefined what wrestling was from 1980 on yeah and, that, and turned the wwf into this multimedia conglomerate so that it is today you know? so how did let me ask you this because i wrestled as a kid how it's did, not the same yeah but so what's how did this come about like so what it's is, like a, it's a so circus let me ask thing you, let like me a traveling ask you, circus like a carnival thing. yeah like roman greek uh, you know it's like yeah, they did that back then. They would travel like with carnivals, but it was like uh, choreographed wrestling. It wasn't yes. really. Yep. In the during the like Greek Empire. Oh, oh no 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 no! I'm talking like like the 20th century, like a traveling Early 1900s. carnival. Like a tra- like whenever they had like traveling carnivals. Really? Because like, even like the the uh, industry speak like their jargon that they use is like carny talk. Really? Yeah. It's really, like, it's... That's what I mean. Like, the reality of it is more entertaining than the, than the final product. I mean, I'm... I'm Right now, I'm curious about the history of it. And then, like, also, there's different... I think it's fascinating that a whole fucking country was doing this. Like, what's with the Mexican uh, luchador guys? What, that's... That's just another form. Like, Lucha Libre is professional wrestling in Mexico. Uh, Pororisu is professional wrestling in Japan. And really? They yeah, have it in Japan? Like, oh, yeah. And yep. it's great. It's no fucking shit. wonderful. Yeah. Do, what do they do in Japan? Do they dress up like uh, different? Yeah, somewhat. I was going to be an ignorant fuck and they be like, they, they wear they, like samurai outfits. Yeah, but I mean, Jushin Thunder Liger is kind of like a, like a futuristic but, samurai type thing. And they brought in a bunch of American dudes and they just played um, Leatherface was a character. Yeah. So really? The guy was just, you know, Super Leather, I guess, was his Yeah, name. I think it was Super Leatherface was what they called him. <laughs> like, it, it has like a very Japanese tinge to it. Yeah. But it's like, um, but they have some like really weird shit too, man. Like they, they had, uh, they had a, like a Razor Ramon gimmick. It was like Razor Ramon hard gay. That was the <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. What's Razor Ramon? Razor Ramon is a guy named Scott Hall who was a, a wrestler in North America who he kind of went through the NWA, the AWA, eventually got to the WWF. So he went from being Scott Hall, changed his gimmick. I think he became the Diamond Stud at one point. And then when he got to the WWF, it's one of the most fascinating fucking so stories. So is the WWF like major leagues? Oh, is yeah. That what WWF's is? the biggest. They're oh, the biggest. Okay. They're the biggest today. Because I've heard of NWA. I didn't know. Well, the NWA was probably the second biggest, but they didn't have quite the, the business savvy that the WWF had. I always thought that these were... Uh, I-, I watched it a little bit. I think my brother was into it, and this other dude... Uh, there was a couple kids that I knew that were big into it. Yeah. And I guess in my mind, I always thought when they mentioned these groups or these names, I thought that was a part of the stage performance that they were like, 
this is a part of this alliance and these guys are well, against like different these factions. Guys. Yeah. yeah well, they, like they I, have that within the storyline. Yeah. But I'm talking as far as a promotion, like a business entity. Yeah. There's different organizations. So yeah. it's like it's like Fox or ABC yeah, or exactly. NBC. Yeah, exactly. No yep. shit. There's a different branding and it's run by different promoters. And, and they, they don't their... cross characters over? What ever? happens is they what they'll do is you'll have certain talent that goes from one organization to another, but that's usually, you know, a contractual thing, like their contract expires and they become like free agents. And then you know, and you, then they start making movies, and they're in the Fast and the Furious, and some of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you could get let go. You yeah, know, you, you sometimes you get fired. Another show, really, and that also becomes like a like a part of the entertainment is like, oh, I wonder if he's going to show up in the WWF, and when he does, is he going to say something about how he got fired from the other organization? Like so, people like there's different. There's these very intricate facets of entertainment that kind of play into this very fictional world that. So if a guy gets fired from one organization, right? Can he does he own the rights to the character? No, see now that's the thing is like with uh, the WWE, WWF whatever, they kind of own their properties. It's their intellectual property. Oh. So like sometimes like say like a guy will come in and uh, you know, if he's, you know, like the Dudley Boys, like the Dudley Boys were this huge tag team in like the late 90s and 2000s. They came into the WWF, WWF basically owns their trademark now. They were the Dudley Boys before they came to the WWF. The gimmick worked, so they come to the WWF, they still use that gimmick. But now the WWF owns it. Yeah. So now when the Dudley Boys left the WWF or were let go from the they go to other organizations to wrestle, they can't be the Dudley Boys anymore. They have to be like, they have to do like a variation of their name and become like Team 3D or some shit like that. Like some fucking weird, like... It, they do it to the extent that, so like one of the trends that happened was guys just started being real, right? Like it was like, no more personas and no more fake. Everything's real again. Yeah. Right? So, you know, here comes Mark Dempsey. And it's like, not maybe a sexy name, but it's just that guy's name. Yeah. But they've gone to the point. So it's like almost like when I talk about Daniel Bryan and Bryan right. Danielson, I can't remember what his real name was right, anymore. Right. Yeah. But it, to the point where he was using his real name and then went to WWF and they're like, or maybe WWE at the time. Whatever it is, yeah. yeah I still and, say and, WWF because yeah. that's what it was and when we're I was like, a kid. No, we're gonna we're gonna change your name so we can own that yeah. entity. Right. Oh. So now like if he goes to the WWF, he's he's now Brian Danielson becomes Daniel Bryan in the WWF. He stays Daniel Bryan for the duration that he's there, but now he goes to another organization, he goes back to being Brian Danielson. Hmm. Some guys do that now as a way to protect their their gimmicks. Yeah. So like um They'll maintain the rights. Yeah, so like... like um, Which like is this. interesting because when you look at music all the way up until the 90s... Right. When you signed on with a record label, they owned the rights to your music and whatever, uh, you know, stage name you used, they were like, they controlled it all. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, Wu-Tang changed that. The RZA started a business... And everybody that rapped in the Wu-Tang Clan was a an employee or partner of the business. And they maintained the rights to their music. And they also had uh, negotiation rights for individuals. So, like, the one big thing, which it's a shame that he never understood, but Old Dirty Bastard is the cousin of the main guy, the RZA. Mm -hmm. And the RZA fought for Old Dirty Bastard to maintain the rights to his music, which was a huge deal. Right. After five years, 
the record label would re- re- give up the rights to Old Dirty Bastard, which he didn't live long enough to yeah. understand. What, what did he do? He smoked crack and died? He was a he was a pretty bad drug addict, and he was in jail. I never heard of anybody ODing on crack. No? Well, he might have been doing something else. Oh, you know? I'm just saying. Look, I'm not well-versed in the world of drugs. Eh, so. When you do drugs, you do all of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's not, Sometimes yeah. you run out of, you know, with this and you do that. You yeah. know, whatever, man. I guess so. Just do what you can. It's not right. say no to drug. But I think it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not say no to crack. It's say no to all the drugs. <laughs> it's not say no to drug. That was good. <laughs> right? But, um, so I think it's interesting that, um, you know, like, a lot of the entertainment industries go through the same stuff, you know? I think it's kind of... Uh, I'm kind of curious if the new generations, especially in in your genre of of wrestling, I wonder if they'll take over to social media. Because I do see kids that are acting out, you know, certain things on TikTok or or YouTube or whatever, Instagram. And I wonder if it's going to go back underground. So like Bare Knuckle Boxing did for a little while, you know? Like there was this guy... um, Fuck me, I forgot his name. This giant black dude that was a monster for a little while there. He was doing the, like these backyard. I think fights. I know who you're talking. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo. Yeah, yeah. Kimbo yeah. was a fucking yeah. scary dude, man. That's, see, but that's that's where I'm different. Yeah. Like, people find that entertaining. I don't like that. Like, I prefer well. my violence to be make believe. <laughs> like, that's the <laughs> truth. Like, I'm kind of a pussy in that, right? Well, yeah. I, listen, I'm a I'm a military veteran, and I know the brutality of of I life. respect fighting styles. Yeah, yeah, right. But I do think that there's something to be said about. Um, I don't know, man. It's not like um, it's not that I necessarily think it's a great idea, but I do think that you gotta sometimes you gotta do it. Oh yeah, you you got, I mean, if you gotta throw it down, you gotta throw it. I'm saying I don't like to feel like. But what I'm saying, I'm really describing the fact that professional boxing mm-hmm. is so absorbed with money, just like all the sports, you know, any one of them, football, baseball, any one of them, when you watch it, it's just like, all right, let's take a break. Let's give the sponsors five minutes so that they can just yeah. play all their fucking advertisements that they spent $10 million on. And, and like, as the viewer, I think you're just like, I don't want to fucking see this. I don't care. Yeah. So then you turn on YouTube and you watch some fucking monster ass dude just demolish people in his fucking backyard. cops cops would be like yep i want to go fight this guy and then dude got fucked up you mm-hmm. know and you're like hey man you climbed in the ring with the guy what, yeah, what right. did you think was gonna happen you yeah. know he was a monster it's back like like dude i always think of kimbo in his heyday as a lot like mike tyson dude if you climbed into the ring with mike tyson you knew <laughs> i loved mike tyson. this was a bad fucking oh. idea you know and i think that uh maybe you'll see you know, like, maybe you'll see something like that occur. I mean, wrestling is different, but I think that maybe you'll see that it'll evolve into something else with this new generation. Maybe. You know? Oh, yeah, it de- I, de- but it definitely changes decade to decade, yeah. You know? Yeah, there definitely is a generational. I think you'll see, and I think that this whole idea that you should be ashamed about it or, or oh, no, embarrassed it's... or whatever, fuck these people. Yeah, I know. Everybody's judgmental. If you're yeah. not doing what I'm doing, you're clearly a piece of shit. Right, right. That's why that episode, which... Anybody that's following along with the show, last episode I described this scene in South Park where Cartman calls a bunch of other kids a fag because they're not doing what, what he's, he's doing. doing. Right, yeah. And that's the American way. Now the the word is is uh offensive. Offensive right, right. to our modern context, but use that word with any other word, it doesn't matter. You're a piece of shit because you're not doing what I do. Yeah. You know? 
that's the American way. Everybody's so selfish. Yeah. You know? No, it's, look, I totally recognize how absurd it is to a certain extent. I understand that it's nonsense, but like I said, it's like, it's like comfort food to me. Sure. Like, it's like, it's like a big bowl of ice cream. Okay, so let me open up to you. Let me tell you this. If we're going to divulge things that like are guilty pleasures, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Dude, for the longest time, I would get into my car, especially early in the morning when I'm driving, and I would like be kind of ashamed if people like heard this or knew this, but I listen to like like dub or like techno or like EDM. electronic music. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially like if it's like very rhythmic or uh or or even listening to music that used to be more light emotional, you uh-huh. know? Like, dude, it was like a big deal to me that like I would be embarrassed because I'm a tough dude. I'm a blue collar guy. I'm right. a man, you fucking you know, you don't I don't have fucking emotions. I'm so I'll just punch you in the fucking face. But I think reality, the, there's a part of me that's like, dude. I just want to chill out and relax and like this what is, I like. This is nice music. It's fucking there's no like you know, violence to it. I'm tired of violence. I'm fucking like yeah. you know. I mean some of that stuff gets like you know, like I listen to a lot of hard music, but I I realize that it gets really redundant after a while. Yeah. And like you know, if you like, go into a certain setting and that's what you want to listen to, not everybody wants to fucking hear it. You I know, was like, embarrassed. I, I dealt with that at Dolan's, you know? Like, I was going to a fist fight with that fucking bartender at Dolan's that time because <laughs> um, of the music I put on. I was hanging out with coworkers in, like, Northeast and putting Rancid on the jukebox and it caused all kinds of shit. Yeah. Really? Why? Yeah, There's nothing just, offensive about Rancid. Dude. That's not what they wanted to hear in this bar. Right. Oh, uh, really? Want punk rock music. And it's crazy. Uh, well, it's like, I put the money heavy, in the fucking... You were in a heavy Irish bar then. No. I, no? I was with a bunch of wiggers. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was like... Um, they wanted to listen to well, fucking... I went to yeah. the bar. We were, I was at the bar with him. G-boys. And uh, I'm putting fucking, you know, $10 in a jukebox. I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck I want to listen to. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Like, you don't like it? You go put your money in there, you know? I didn't hear anything before I walked up there. So these were kids that you guys were with? Like, they were your coworkers, or were they... I was just with them, and in, in the, I was in their neighborhood. Yeah. And I I didn't understand that. that yeah, well, let me tell you. All right, so let's pause the show right fucking here. This is my moment to say that Northeast kids are fucking cunts. <laughs> Wanna be tough guy. You're not a fucking gangster. Everybody claims that they they grew up in Kensington and oh yeah, fucking living on the hard street. You're a cunt. Yeah. They love to come down and talk shit on Delco, dude. I will dot your fucking eye with this goddamn meatball fist of mine. All right, dude. Fuck northeast kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't like me in there having fun listening to punk yeah. rock and fucking talking, wannabe Eminem kids like fucking to, uh, you got a do-rag on and a shaved head you stupid fucking Irish retard <laughs> <laughs> what do you got a do-rag on for what the fuck are you wearing you asshole <laughs> <laughs> ah shit it's okay these guys all look like like shy right now I'll be the one to say it yeah, hey, come cool. knock on my fucking door northeast <laughs> kid I fucking dare you I will put a 357 never, right between the, your uh, fucking eyeballs. I hate that look, too. Like, the fucking the white tracksuit. Yeah? Yeah, like, the white like tracksuit with the do-rags and shit like that. Like, how are you not getting dirty? Like, come on. Eh, they're, they're full of shit. Yeah. I used to work with a bunch of kids from Northeast when I was at the shipyard. It was a constant thing, dude. Right. They thought they were going to run their mouths about Delco. I was like, I'm telling you right now. You fucking walk through my neighborhood. As much as you, I'm going to tell everybody, I find I that know, so fascinating about and you. It's going to be a bad fucking day. He's he's like so like um, 
Territorial? Like, well, no, you're like you're very like you're almost anti Delco to yeah. a certain extent, but you fucking will defend. But Delco. isn't that what we do? Yeah, that is what you do. I fucking loathe this place. But you don't, don't love talk it shit about on it. the same yeah. fucking moment. Yeah, you yeah, love absolutely. it as much same as you Same as Philly. It. Philly, Philly, like there's a part of me that's like, fuck Philly. I'm yeah. not from Philly. The moment I'm in New York City, I'm like, listen, listen, fellas. That's not how we do it in Philly. <laughs> uh, if you say one more fucking word about Philly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break your fucking nose, all right? Like that's, I'm not joking right yeah. now. <laughs> like I, only I could talk bad about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. This is, this is like, uh, it's like, me and my little brother are sitting here arguing, and then you walk up and you think you're going to talk shit to my little brother. I kind of like this idea of the guilty pleasure thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I want to know like what's what's Mark's guilty pleasure. You do, know what I mean? Do you wear women's underwear? Do you, what do you do, man? What's what your is, thing? What's Mark's oh, guilty that, pleasure? Am I supposed to feel yeah, guilty about know. wearing women's underwear now? <laughs> Jeez, no, you don't nice. have to. I'm just trying to take guesses <laughs> here. You know. <laughs> Actually, I do, but I don't take pleasure in it, so that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all business. Are you a larper? When, 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 Larper, Are you um, larping. <laughs> I I kind of wish I did. Yeah, I could get into it. Um, Don't mind me, just eating eggs. Yeah, there's a place actually opening up called uh, Fun Dungeon. It's going to be like a, a barcade place. Fun Dungeon. They're going to yeah, they're, okay. they're going to brew their own beer, but they're going to sell beer. But it's going to be like a arcade type theme. But it's this place looks like a real Larper's. Yeah, like a Larper's fucking paradise. Yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna love this place. <laughs> if Coolio were alive, he'd write a song but, about uh, it. I get like people. I don't know. I guess because like I listen. To, you're talking about music. I listen to country music. Yeah. Uh, I'm not guilty about it, but like, what kind of country music? Like, I guess uh, if I my guilty pleasure would be like that. I like Brooks and Dunn and Garth Brooks. Like I like that '90s. Yeah, you like the really? poppy country. Yeah. It's uh. like he got me into certain country. There's really? certain country music that he was listening to that, like, I just fucking fell in love with. Like, I like uh, Chris Stapleton. I, I like guys like that. I, totally I don't get like why people don't like some of it and the real twangy. Oh my truck and the you know. Yeah, I don't like that. There's still much of that that exists. Sure. And I'll acknowledge it too, you know. But there's there's so much, and like as far as new music, I think that's the I only feel place like for me to go right now is like alt country. Uh, I, I kind of agree with that. I think that there's definitely people popping up that are... Uh, I've noticed that I've been listening to a lot more folk music or country, bluegrass, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because I, I love feel bluegrass like, stuff. I feel like that's where uh, the, the creativity is kind of going right now. You like know? Sturgill Simpson? I love that dude. Great dude. He Very goes all, he's all over know? the place, too. Like, all over the place. Just unapologetic um, about it. There's too. a yeah. couple. There's a couple things I would. I would have to look through my Pandora list of uh, like. Uh, there's another one guy uh, I like. I, I'm trying to remember something Graves. I fuck his name up. Something Graves. Anyway, though, I feel like the Garth Brooks and the Shania Twain and all that stuff is like, like the Nickelback of fucking right. country. Oh, totally. You know, like it's like, dude, I've heard this a million fucking. Oh, you know, like. That fucking you're like I, I can hear this note, and then country's like got that too, which is it's fine because these are multi millionaires that own fucking ranches that are the size of a state. So right. like maybe I should shut the fuck up. I and think do that's what, what I love. You know? I like love about being this age is like I'm at that age now where it's like all the things that I felt guilty for, I kind of like. I'm cool with like you're already gonna think I'm a jerk off at this age anyway. So what do I gotta fucking? I always hide do. what I like. Yeah, you know, at this point, you know what I mean. 
<laughs> yeah, and with you know, kind of back to wrestling. One thing that I I stopped liking it, and another so another I thought I had was you were talking about how there's like a bond. Yeah, you know, with like what well, wrestling fan. I felt a little differently about that growing up because it was so much WWE or WCW at that one right. point that I felt like you couldn't like them both because oh they, I liked it all like they were enemies they were so rivals like, yeah like so I I split and just started watching more like I paid attention to the other stuff but I didn't watch their shows every night that hmm. I was watching I couldn't imagine else. just watching one really yeah. and and yeah. I, so I turned my like that's what's fun now I'm watching on. Um, I guess it was Paramount or something, whatever streaming thing that has like all the WWE stuff. But now that they uh, own Peacock, or yeah. Peacock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that they own all the old WCW stuff, I've been going back and watching yeah. those pay per views that I, I at the time was like, I swore I wouldn't watch. You it. glossed over like War Games. You didn't know what War Games yeah, was because yeah. it was a WCW thing. Yeah, like they have like certain matches that are like you know uh, exclusive kind of to that brand. So it was like you know like if WWF had the Royal Rumble. But WCW didn't have a Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. they had, like... Yeah, they had a, a different... Um, a different type of match that was kind of similar. But WCW did, like, all these really novel concepts that were so, like, outside the box. And maybe didn't work, but they were so fun on, the, like, Battle Bowl. Like, remember the, the Lethal Lottery? Yeah. Where they would, like, put all the guys' names in, like, a hat and, like, pair them all off. They and had the, tag, the, tag had the most random tag. tag and me and him, like, we, we love talking about that. Like, Bill Kazmaier... Was like a like one of the world's strongest men dudes, and they they teamed him up with like this little Japanese guy, looks like a Power Ranger, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. So it was like the most unlikely teams and stuff. It was so much fun though. It was a very novel concept. I thought that like I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I but like that's what I'm saying. It's like this fucking very nerdy kind of like comfort food feeling about it, where it's like I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened, kind of thing. Yeah. And I I did kind of grow out of it a bit. I, I definitely have grown out of it. Like I hate watching it. For any length no, of I time now, it's, it's fucking too. brutal. Yeah, really. But like, it's yeah. I mean, I kind of almost feel like I, I I stay a fan out of like um, almost like a OCD type thing. Like I gotta know just because I have to know. Like I so I gotta like go on like my phone and check Instagram and go on like a certain account and be like, okay, now I know and I'm good. I'm not gonna watch the show for three fucking hours. I can't do it. I can't. That's spend, how long it is, dude. Monday night, it's three fucking hours. They get really? so many sponsors that have to fill in their advertising time and stuff. So it's like from eight to eleven. Really? Like who the fuck can watch? And like, like it, no it used to be like a pay per view. And there's like ver- you there's kept saying none. three hours, and I didn't know. Oh that no, dude, it was it's literally, literally it's three hours on Monday. It's two hours on Tuesday. It's another two hours on Wednesday. Really? It's another fucking two hours on Friday, and then really? you get your pay per views on the weekends. It's a lot of free content out there to keep up with, and it's fucking daunting. Like, if you're, like, I don't, there's dudes, I feel like that's all they do is watch wrestling. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, have you ever if kissed a girl? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, we, we dude? You're out there. You know? <laughs> but that's you when you were a fucking teenager, no, man. No, 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 See, this is, and this is a thing that my girlfriend says to me all the time. Like, she's always like, you are, like, the biggest nerd I know. But you're also like still a man. It's weird. Like it's she thinks it's a well, like you a grow really up. well no like up. I mean but I think I've always been that way. Like if you go back and you talk to Megan about it or whatever, she might say say the same. Like no, nah, he was like a cool guy, but he was a fucking dork. Well, maybe you were just um, like more, uh, especially in your relationships. You were you were a little bit just a little bit more open. But but I always remember you not giving 
I don't give a fucks. fuck. I don't give a whole lot of fucks. Dude, even in high school, you were definitely just that kid that gave off that persona of like, yeah, I Listen, don't give a fuck. This is what I like doing. I was in high school. Me, to get I'm over out of here walking on fucking eggshells, like, oh my god, I hope that chick over there with the giant tits really like <laughs> thinks this is cool. Like, dude, I was the nerdy kid that wished. Look. I just wish one of your tits would pop out of your shirt <laughs> and land on my forehead, dude. Just just smack me in the head with I was definitely titties. part of it. I mean, I was definitely on the But like, John's over here like, I don't give a fuck. I draw Led Zeppelin album covers. Whatever, dude. You want to see a hot chick? I'll fucking draw one for you. Dude, I remember him drawing chicks, and I'm like, damn, this dude can draw chicks. It's like one of my chicks. favorite things to do. I can't draw women. No? No, I fuck it up really. No, I think if you decided to, you'd get good at it. I should learn someday. Like, yeah. I should definitely sit down and, like, set up... Uh, there's a, there's you know. definitely, like, this a This is weird... a fucking art table that I, know. I literally just turned it into, like, all right, this is where I make I don't have an art table, man. I lay on my bed and draw on my belly. I can't do that, That's dude. what I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't sit down. Well, I, only, I, only, I literally I only lay, lay on, on my, my stomach I and I only draw. lay on my belly when I'm watching cartoons. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's and I think that's the only time I do that is like when I'm drawing. I'll like get my shit out. I got like my pens over here, and I'm like laying on my stomach, and I just draw while I'm laying down. It hurts my back when I lay down like that. Yeah, I'm like, I have really bad like uh, I don't know like fucking fl- yeah. flexibility gotta, you, and posture. Yeah, and, you've been doing like snowboarding and skating and fucking rollerblading your whole fucking life. Go to the chiropractor yeah. once or twice, once uh every two weeks. I but, think this is the like the last year is the most I've used my body in about fucking thirty years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to feel it. My yeah. fucking joints hurt. My fucking shoulders. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything's fucked yeah, up. I, think, I guess, you know, that's to my advantage. I never used anything, so it's all my, still pretty fresh. My theory is, is I should just use them more. <laughs> I just should just get back into it. Just, yeah? Yeah, fuck it. It's like it's like a rusty old wrench. You just got to spray a little fucking lubricant in there and well, just start WD-40 using this bitch. On that. Yeah, yeah, like an old adjustable wrench. Yeah. Loosen it up Here's a little a, bit. I got a question him. for him because he, pro- he knows shit about shit. Okay. Sometimes. Right. What's a cheater bar? Cheater bar? Oh, nice good one. Yeah. It's a fucking it's a pipe. It's a pipe? What That's is it, it used man. for? Me and Mark have had this dialogue for probably about I don't know, 13 years now. So you guys know truck drivers, and that's yeah. where you hear this out. Oh, like a J-bar? So a, a J-bar or a cheater bar is just something they use to crank down the straps. Oh, it, that's, that's the cheater bar? They call it a cheater bar because it's long. It's I know just how to use gives that. gives them more leverage. So if you look at the way their straps ratchet on there... Yeah, I've a, strapped a, down flatbeds. Yeah, there's a fucking a thing with a hole in it that right. you slide the you cheater bar into. Down. Yeah. And that's all. You're just cranking ah. the shit out of it and tightening the straps down. We were down. at... Uh, what, what bar was that? But anybody, Annex, the any, Annex Lounge. We but anybody calls... like So I have a <laughs> pipe yeah. on my toolbox yeah. that like you're not supposed to. Like The Snap-on guy is probably cringing right now if he hears me say this, but like... If my fucking if I can't loosen a bolt up with the impact gun, I'll just stick the fucking ratchet on there, right. slide this fucking pipe over it, and give it some more leverage, and then I'll probably strip the fucking ratchet out and blow it to pieces, and then I hand it back to the snap on guy and say, "Hey man, I fucking <laughs> broke the ratchet," and he's like, "Whoa, you can't put something on the end of it," and I'm like, "I didn't, you fucking dick, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just yeah. fix the fucking thing." We were, yeah. we were getting drunk one night at, at Hunt's, and we overheard a guy talking to another guy, and he's like, well, you know, if I don't have my fucking cheater bar, I just can't get shit done, and, you know, and then I think for, like, 13 years from here, from, you know, time to time, every time we'd have a conversation, we'd bring up, you know, I never had my cheater bar That's how me. much of a fucking simpleton that guy yeah. is. He's only concerned <laughs> with strapping down the straps on his fucking trailer. If I don't have my cheater bar, we'll go down to fucking Home Depot and buy another one. 
I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know what the fuck you said. We whatever, just heard man. Cheater Bar. That guy's a cunt, too. And, and we were using Cheater Bar forever. Yeah, Did good. You should. Plumbers or something? What was that? I think they might have been plumber. Like Yeah, like somebody... he was something. Yeah. Well, so like a shirt or an advertisement. Listen, he was a... wearing long johns and work boots. So. Long johns and work yeah. boots? So he was, he was a laborer of some sort. <laughs> yeah. He was a craftsman. Wait, he had long johns on with no pants? Oh, no, no. He was just no. standing I'm there saying, with his junk know, hanging out? Like the guys that have the fucking long johns. <laughs> and his under. boots only looking like a fucking nah, hillbilly that fell out of his tent? Yeah. or something, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What else? All right, so we haven't talked about food yet. You guys sat down prior to the show. And so, Mark, usually we have a golden rule of no chit-chatting. Before the show? Before yeah. the show. But I needed you guys to chit-chat so I can dial in the audio. But, uh... All right, so let me ask you this. Let's let's run down some questions here. Mark, where is your favorite cheesesteak spot? Okay, right now, I'm going to go Delco Steaks. Really? I've never yeah. had I th- one. I, I think they're pretty good. One. So I mentioned them in the first... Uh, the third episode. Is that... Yeah, damn, we, he's got it memorized. Yeah, man. This fucking guy's uh, good. Listen, this is my show. Yeah, it <laughs> is your show. I'm fucking dedicated to it. It's yeah. our show. You know what I mean. And you had mentioned Liberty... Yeah. They were my favorite at one time. Yeah. yeah. And I had one. How about Vicky's? Since you grew up in oh, Eddie Stewart. Oh, dude. Yeah. Remember Ann's? Remember we used to get hoagies at Ann's? Hoagies yeah. at Ann's. Oh, so good. That Is might... Ann's still there? I don't know. When, when I used to hang out with those guys, we used to go to her, like, you know. So my grandfather, who was an Eddie Stoner his whole life, was a member of the American Legion right next to Ann's. Uh-huh. So he would go, all right, little Chris, I'm going to run inside here real quick. You go over there and get something to eat. And I'm like... Okay, I would go over there and get fucking candy or whatever and stupid shit. But, like, dude, I grew up at Ann's and Vicky's. That was, yeah, like, our yeah. two awesome spots. Yeah. Used to be Bedrock Pizza on the corner right there across from Ann's. Did that become Scarino's eventually? Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the chicken cheesesteaks at Scarino's? They'd use the big chunks of yeah. white meat chicken. Uh, oh, they were so the, good. The rumor was that Bedrock was selling Coke under the pizza. <laughs> And that's why they, and then they, they, they like got caught, and that's yeah. when they went under, and then Scarinos came in there. I want Dude, extra You sausage. know what's comical? I think it's funny, though, because, like, you know how many fucking pizza delivery guys I know that are drug dealers? They would literally tell you. <laughs> I knew dudes that would flat out be like, all right, listen, just call up and order this kind of pizza and tell me you want extra cheese on it. And I know, like, yeah, I know. It's I know. In yeah, it's coming in. I got it. Hey, I man, where's the fucking cheese at, bro? <laughs> And the dude would show up, and he was like, oh, yeah, come on in, you know? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> then you got the real menu, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, every pizza guy in this neighborhood's a fucking drug dealer. I think it's so funny that, like, oh, Eddie Stone's doing it. Fuck you, man. The kids in Ridley were doing it, too. I don't want to hear it, man. <laughs> fucking Norwood kids were doing it. Everybody's a drug dealer. Everybody, I used to sell drugs. Fuck that, man. Yeah? Well, I'm past the statute yeah. of limitations now, so we're good. <laughs> Yeah, those drugs are legal now. That's how long ago. No, they definitely aren't. Not the ones I'm talking about. (laughs) In fact, I don't even think the uh, pharmaceutical companies make them anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wink, wink. (laughs) Apparently, there was a big problem with them. Epidemic. Uh, All right, so so Delco Steaks right now, I... Yeah, it's... it's, it's, I think think it's a good steak. Really that good? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So you mentioned burgers. Let's talk about this because we haven't done this yet. I thought, man, I will go to my fucking grave. Yeah? Saying that Fallcroft Pizza makes the best fucking cheeseburger. Fallcroft Pizza. Fallcroft Pizza. Hand-packed burgers? Yeah, man. Fresh. They're fresh beef. 
They're just, they're big, they're fucking juicy. Really? Dude, they're fucking good, man. Okay, so I'll say this. Because Nifty Fifties hand packs their own burgers. No, no, I haven't no. had it in a while. Listen, forget but, that. That's but not also, even in the conversation with this burger. Dude, he's shutting me down. I'm man. just he's, telling he's you. He's that fucking serious. Listen, I've had this. plenty of Nifty Fifties burgers, and they're good. They are good. Hand packed, but this they're ain't... small. I'll say yeah, this. Yeah, they're they small. Are. So you got to get a double. Yeah. And that's the same for Zach's. Yeah. I, I do love Zach's. I go that's to Zach's. That's a whole other level of burger. Zach's really? Nifty's yeah, man. Whole other level. Zach's or Nifty's? Over. Over Nifty's, yeah. Zach's is over. Yeah, remember we used to get the ten for ten in Zach's. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was a good yeah. time. I go to Zach's once a week at least. Do you really? Yeah, I like Zach's. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm saying, and look, I like Nifty Fifties too. Double double bacon with barbecue sauce. Yeah. Some yeah. fried onions. Oh my yeah, God. Falkroft makes a bad ass fucking cheeseburger, boy. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna get one. I'm All right. Gonna try that I'm gonna out. put it to the fucking so Pepsi good. challenge. I'm gonna go down there and see see what it is. Yep. What do you What do you say? You. Burgers? Yeah. I probably Zach's if we're talking local. Yeah. Um you know what? Like Casey's, Ridley. Really? Yeah. But can we get somebody to cook it right? Like everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hammered. You really? I mean? They burn it, the shit out of it? it? It's just too over. I mean Damn. I used to like well done growing up, but now I like I need I need a little bit of that meat. Yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah. of pink, that you know, pink some of that juice. There. So a friend of mine explained to me the other day, because we used to, uh, my wife and I, she'll make the burgers up with green peppers and onions in them, season them, mm-hmm. you know, make them up, and then I would take them out back and grill them. And then I talked to a friend, and he's like, no, dude, can't do it. It's got to be in a pan with butter and oil, like olive oil. Oh, really? So that way the, the juices don't just drip out of the bottom of it. you got to can- contain the juices in it. That's... And then you also can't overcook it. So we do in a pan, super fucking hot. It's like cooking a like a filet mignon. Mm-hmm. You got to get that pan fucking nice and glowing, hot. Flash glowing, it. Yeah. yeah. Flash it so it's still pink inside a little bit. That's how I do my chicken cutlets. Perfect. I flash them motherfuckers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're thin, so you gotta you gotta do it like that. Listen, I'm the king of chicken cutlet. Yeah. Oh uh, yep. He's the, the king chick- cut. That's what my girl calls her. She's king cut. We might king we cut. might have to name this episode that then. King like, cut. King of chicken cutlets. King yeah. cut. What um? All right, so I had another one. I was gonna ask another one. Uh oh. I think we should mention on this episode, in memory of the Last Stand, because I don't know about you guys, but I was a huge fucking fan. Yeah. Did you like the Last Stand? Uh I like I like the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I went there for the girls. Oh shit, Davina, Davina. I think he might have been a you I mean, know an I was, admirer. Dude, I, I, I thought so, that was a beautiful formula. Didn't Lubbock own that? We used to the owner to own the last stand. We used to call him Lubbock because he looked like Coach, Coach Lubbock from just Lubbock. the ten of us. But he also owned CDs down really? in Eddystone. The same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, the th- fuck out of here! I think here. he passed away. Right? He's gone now. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, but we that's used to call story. him Lubbock. We would really? go in there, get drunk at CDs, and be like Lubbock. And he didn't know what the fuck we were saying. And like the remember the bartender to check the bartender, she was like, Yeah, fucking right, Lubbock. You know? Yeah. We were jerk offs everywhere we went, man. CDs. Do you know how many of my friends sold drugs out of there too? I bet. I bet. <laughs> you probably know him. We'll talk about that after the show. Yeah. But um But I like the I like the last stand because I like the formula. I mean you're selling something very cheap like a hot dog, so it had to be a very big profit margin for him. Yeah, but dude, they were like perfect because yeah. that place was a fucking grease pit, dude. Uh, I'm surprised they never caught on fire. That's how greasy it was in there. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. when I was a kid we used to go to this place in Philly. It's not there anymore. It was called the Greeks. Yeah. On um Third and I think it was Third and Snyder, right by the Melrose Diner. Right behind the Melrose Diner was this hot dog place. 
and they would make. You're the, an Italian, of course you would mention yeah, Melrose right. Diner. Yeah, oh, dude, I spent a lot of time in Melrose <laughs> Diner, but um, but they would like the dude would lay out his arm like this and put buns going up his arm. Really? Yeah. And he would like fucking grill these hot dogs, like cut them in half and grill them on the pan. Yeah. And then fucking get like chili sauce, dab the fucking buns across his arm. Really? Mustard with the fucking, like put the mustard on it, then the onions, like all on his arm, like steady as fuck. And then like put the hot dogs on there and then put them together, wrap them up. And like they were the best fucking hot dogs I ever had in my life. Did he use his arm hairs to like hold the buns? I, nah, man, it was, I say <laughs> his arm. His arm wasn't fucking bare. Like he had like a chef jacket. No, I like, on. To, I like yeah. to imagine it the way I, I just said Yeah, it. you want yeah. arm hair in there. <laughs> hey, listen, if there's an arm hair in there, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. These, they were great fucking... I'm not a hot dog dude, but these were fucking phenomenal. I feel like The Last Stand uh, did it good because, like... And it wasn't just... Like, I didn't really care for going for hot dog. I'm not a hot dog guy. Nah, me neither. But, dude, the Italian sausage with green peppers uh, yeah. and onions, they fucking killed. You I like think sausage or peppers? Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, who the mm. fuck doesn't like that? You know? Yeah. After, after the cutlets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so where's where's your go-to for, for sausage, like, sausage uh, My house. sandwich? My yeah? house, yeah. You ever been to Mike and Emma's? Oh, yeah. He's, he puts the, the spicy mustard on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does a good job, Mike and he Emma's. He does uh, sweet and hot Italian in little tiny slices. Ooh, yeah. Like scallopini style. That's how scallopini I do it. Style. I cut it up in like in like bite-sized Green pieces. peppers and onions, Green peppers, all pan-fried. Yeah. So from what I've heard, his secret is he keeps it frozen and then flash fries it in the pan. Yeah. And that way, you use it, the it, juice from the sausage. Yep. Really, is almost like your uh, like your oil. Like I don't really use oil. Yeah. Actually, what I do is I put like um like a little bit of water in like a frying pan. Yeah. And I put the sausage in there to like let it cook a little bit through it. Sure. Take it out, slice it up into little pieces, and then throw it on the pan and let it cook in its fat. Uh. Throw my onions and peppers on it. My seasonings. I make so, I I really like making sausage or peppers. I dude, like making it more than I like eating it. My wife gets so tired of me because I, <laughs> dude, yeah. I'm the same way. I could eat fucking sausages five meals out of the week. Yeah, I fucking love. And then like today we're going to Boost Corners. I'm oh, going down there man. to get some nice. fucking sage grillers. Yeah. You ever had a sage griller? Ooh. No. Oh my god, I'm gonna bring you some. Yeah, I'm bring you some. some, dude. I like. Awesome, I, I, I that's a fucking good time. That's a good idea. Maybe yeah, I'll dude. Fucking... So go to the end. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, I think we should all go. Yeah, dude, seriously. Yeah. If you go to the end deli, they have these apple links. Perfect yeah, yeah. for breakfast. So what I do is I get a uh, cinnamon raisin English muffin, mm-hmm. toast it, take the apple links, cut them in half, fry them in a pan, throw a slice of Cooper Sharp on top of it. So now you have oh, yeah. you have like the, the spicy the sausage sweet. with the cheese that's salty and the sweet bun. Mm-hmm. A little mixture there. It's yeah. fucking lovely. That, that is like lovely. Oh, that my God. Good. I feel Sorry. my little dick getting hard right now. <sighs> yeah, they got some good fresh kibasi in that joint. Kibasi? I haven't done kibasi in a, in a while. Corner. I should do that. Boost Corner's a good time. Yeah. It's just so, like, the fre- that's so good. Yeah. I See, I can't go in there without fucking going broke, though. I'm such a nerd. So we, the golden rule in our house is if my wife makes tips and, and puts some money away, yeah. I'll go and, and grab 200 bucks out of the tips, you know? And then go have a good time. And then we'll spend that instead of using the card. Because if you use the card, you fucking just yeah. lose your mind. I You're go like, to Bruce ah, Corner. Ah, ah, I'm ah. buying something for my daughter. I'll come home with fucking G.I. Joe's. Let me tell you this. If we're <laughs> like, bringing... Oh like, <laughs> like, I just spend money on the shit. Baseball dude. cards. Like, yeah. So while we're, these. while we're on food, let me mention one last place. Go to Cajun Kate's in Booth's Corners. 
and get the fucking fried mac and cheese. Yeah? With the fried? Hot... Yes, yeah, so, and they make their own special little barbecue sauce that you kind of drizzle on top of it. Mm. Holy shit. No shit. It looks like um it looks like a wedge the way right. the way the mac and cheese is cut and then they take it in the fryer. Nice and firm. Dude, it is. And oh, then you cool. you cut it where you're your almost fork. like a lasagna. Uh yeah, kind of. Yeah, but but they like but then it's deep fried, so it's like Ooh. Yeah, it's deep fried and breaded. Yeah, listen, it's gonna have to be on one of your cheat days, yeah, yeah, bro. Man. Because this is, this right here is a fucking cholesterol bomb. Right, right. But it is the shit. You better it is eat like, like the rest of the day. And they always mix it up. Like they'll put different ingredients in it. Like they'll do like uh, chicken and artichoke, or they'll do like um, corn and fucking shrimp or something. They'll they'll add a little something oh, yeah? to it just That's to give nice. it a little something else. And then their jambalaya is fucking amazing. I their love gumbo. Shrimp. They like. Dude, I'm a fat fuck. I'm, I am. Yeah, I love eating. I'm a fat fuck that I, you know, I'm a, what do I say? What do I say? I'm a, uh. A I'm fat a, fuck. I'm a regular, yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like, I'm trying to put this in modern times. I identify as a fat fuck. That's what it is. I, I identify. <laughs> that's your gender. That's my, that's yeah. my, uh, my pronouns are fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy being a fucking greasy slob, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. So. Food is very, uh, there's something about it, man. It's yeah. like, a, like you know, people like use that, that term love language or whatever. Yeah. Which I think is kind of corny. Yeah. Like I hear it too much. Yeah. But I mean, really, you bond over food with people and stuff like that. And it's, it's, uh, it's a special thing, man. I'll tell you what, I think, uh, for me anyway, the fact that I don't drink or raise hell no more, like you're, you're into craft beers and stuff and you, you know, like I actually did watch the episode with John on there and kind of like checked it out. And I was like, I think it's interesting because when I was back raising hell, dude, I didn't give zero fucks. My whole goal was yingling and like fucking a case of yingling. And a bottle of fucking Jameson because yeah, I used to chase beer with Jameson. That was my thing too. Dude, it yeah. was the only thing is like I didn't give a fuck about flavor. I didn't drink because I enjoyed it. I used to chase it. Jameson with beer, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean. So like I was just here to get fucked up. But like I respect guys that are like I like this flavor, I like that flavor. That I am that way with the coffee now. I don't drink, I don't race hell no more. Right. So food and coffee are like. Dude, yeah. I'm like a finely tuned, like like I can taste it. I can taste, oh, okay, they used a little basil on this. That's really good. Like I like, you yeah, know. like picking out the flavor. Yeah, 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 it's a part of the enjoyment of it, you know? Yeah. So when I when I watch that, He you does guys, that with beers. He can break the yeah, beer. Yeah, or not, there's a beer we just had recently that had a very basil yeah. taste to it, which was really weird. I should try it. But, yeah. Probably uh, not. No, <clears> I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'll uh, talk my. I like my basil. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Which which one that I was? Think, but, uh, I think I yeah, think you crazy. guys. I think you guys should keep going with the show though. I, I see. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I can give you a couple couple tips here and there if you if you're interested. I'm not critiquing or nothing. Yeah, you know, one of the um, well, thank you, and it's something that we know. It's just a creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. You know. Yeah. And it's like if we're gonna sit there and drink anyway. Why sure. Not? Flip a camera on. You're gonna like you like user laughing your ass off. People I that are think, with your laughing. Why can't you just share it? Right. Yeah. yeah. First you know? of all, what is the name of the show and where can people find it? At? Oh, so it's the Brothers Dempsey. Um, it's on YouTube. We have a Facebook page, Instagram page. Um, you gotta get on that TikTok, man. You know that's 
we talked about it and you can do three minute clips and if uh, so i watched it uh do you edit or your brother edits he does yeah Mm -hmm. if you can chop it up and do three minute segments which i think is doable i mean it's tough because as you guys develop you'll get better at editing yourself as you're speaking and then he can cut out a lot of the excess uh audio or you know just content and if you got three minute clips and then just figured out the hashtags that work specifically for your demographic, what you guys are doing, you know, the beers, the alcohol, the, cause I have a friend that, that taste tests bourbons and whiskeys and does really well. You know, he does, he doesn't, I don't know if he's making money, but he definitely has I'll like, I'll tell you what, it's amazing the stuff that's out there not to put anybody down, but I'm like, I cannot believe how many likes and followers this person has. Yeah. Not even comparing it to myself and what I produce, but just for me as a viewer, a viewer. I'm like, this sure. is terrible. Like, is this I really that good? This. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think like, that too. This is a totally lot. about something I'm interested in, but I just not enjoying this person at all. So I got to admit that when I started this thing, this podcasting, it was just one mic. Uh, and it was the equipment that I, I gave to you. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. So it was one mic, one set of headphones and a smaller, uh, audio interface, the laptop. That was it. Just me talking on my, because I heard a couple other podcasts, uh, specifically in this area, and I thought, you know, like, you never want to, like, talk shit on somebody, but you definitely think, dude... I could do that just as good or better. Right. Yeah. Well, I, and you then, know? I, it's like, why not my ideas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of liked about what you guys are doing and why I wanted to be a part of it, because it's just like, I think it's an important voice that needs to be heard. Sure. I think it's a voice that's kind of getting suppressed, really, because it's like, oh, middle-aged white guy. Yeah. Well, right. yes well, yeah, it's a lot of. Fun. They, they've yeah. had the microphone their whole lives, so what do we care about hearing them now? Well, it, it'll, it comes like, and goes, but yeah. that's cyclical, you yeah. know. You but can't... I also think that there's like that that tinge to us where it's like I think like the idea is these are two guys who are creative guys. They yeah. like being creative, and that's kind of you know we are all those other things: the blue collar things, the working class thing. Well, he's talking about like this guys. right now, white blue collar guys i do believe in the in the uh eyes of the media and social media and fucking uh, like the bad guys we're the bad guys now in the 90s when you watched a movie it was like it was like the black dude or like a like a muslim was like the bad guy in an indiana jones movie like here comes a bunch of muslims riding over a mountain right now white dudes are like the evil and i do agree that like i've noticed that hollywood has always had a weird stigma towards blue collar workers of any kind which i think is comical you know like it's the blue collar guy it's the guy that's a mechanic down the street it's a guy that's a construction worker he's secretly a serial killer right i don't know man i think the sociopaths are the ones that are in hollywood that think that everybody should fucking look at them all the time like i I think maybe you're a fucking serial psycho right yeah 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 you know you know so some guy that's like got a fucking family like all right dude yeah it happens once in every 330 million fucking people and therefore you're pointing the finger at the blue collar guy saying he's the bad guy right how are you enjoying that fucking building right now or that starbucks yeah you know because we built both of them right. for you right you know yeah ah don't get me on that rant i i agree with you no yeah but i do think i think that um i think for like what we're doing though really i don't want to say I don't want our demographic to be white men. I, I want, want to be everybody, yeah. Yeah, like, I do I do think that, like, you know, 
I mean, feminists are cunts sometimes. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know who causes more shit? Let me. Uh, this is a joke that I have. Oh, I'm starting shit right now. You know who causes more problems than anybody? Who's that? Fucking white women, dude. White <laughs> women are the first to fight for any... White women swear to God they're going to fix all the minority problems, dude. Yeah. They're the Hillary Clintons of the fucking world. John, I see you cringing like, no, I don't no, want to talk cringing. about this no, right no, no, now. No. Dude, white women swear to God they're going to fix everything. They're like, oh, I'm going to go volunteer down in Chester and help clean up the neighborhood. And I used to know this girl used to say shit like that. And I'm like, you know what you could do? You could just uh, start a business and hire, uh, you know, a bunch of, yeah. you know, labor force from Chester if you wanted to do that. That's cool. Give them. You don't need to go and bed yourself in the neighborhood. Yeah, like, and fucking... you know, like you could either the age old saying of give a man a fish he eats for a day, teach, teach him how to fish. And leave I always time. used to argue with this one particular person on, on one of my previous shows, this this chick that's from Ridley. Cunt. No, I'm nah, sorry. I know she's, she's your cool. friend. I'm just I, fucking She's around. a friend of mine. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like politically very left. And even though she won't admit it, but I used to say to her all the time, you can go to Chester and clean up or you could start a school in Chester and teach them how to do specific trades, right. which was always my idea. I don't think you need to go down there and clean up after people. I think you need to go down there and, and educate the neighborhood and get them involved in fixing their own community. There's a lot of different theories. When when I used to ask people just for fucking fun, how do you fix Chester? I've met people that flat out said, get rid of all them motherfuckers down there, wipe them off the map, and then start over. Mm -hmm. That's their theory. The gentrification, you know? Okay, where do they go? They moved to Ridley, and, and now that neighborhood's fucked up too. It's kind of like it cycles out and cycles back in, cycles out, cycles back in. So I'm a capitalist. I believe in the idea that like you have to fix yourself, and I will help you do that. But I'm not going to do it for you. That's the end all. That's where people get really upset about all of this is, oh, what do you mean? Well, dude, I'm not. My yeah. son upstairs flips the fuck out because I won't carry him up the steps. But you have healthy fucking legs and you need to learn how to do this mm -hmm. or ride his bicycle or whatever. He throws tantrums. And I'm not going to do that for an adult either. I'm a recovering addict. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, I see how you live and I really want to change my life. All right, come on, man. Come hang out with me, you know? But I'm not going to fucking do it for you. There's no... First of all, there is no doing it for you when it comes to recovering addicts. Like, dude, there's... I can't fix your problem. Your problem is your problem. You're right. responsible for this, you know? This got very deep really quick. <laughs> Mark, go back to shining our What ass, the man. fuck, yeah. Mark? <laughs> dude, I don't know if this is going to... I'm deleting this one, man. <laughs> But yeah, we were talking about, you know, I, I, mean, I, I don't even know same, what I was talking about. I, mean, I had a lot of the same critiques about editing and and and, and doing shows and stuff like that. Is uh, that how we got on that? Yeah, we got from yeah from like Holy saying like well, I could do just as much as that guy could do, if not better. Yeah, and, you know, dude, you got to tell me to shut the fuck no, up no, sometimes, no. man. That's fine, and I don't, you know, like I said, I'm not here to talk about my show or anything. But I just no, know, but I really want to. Yeah. Just being. Just a, a, a creative outlet, you know? Yeah. Like just kind of doing I, something, right. right? You have this time. And, and that, the, the episode about the goals is really, yeah, you like guys that one? poured your hearts out, man. Yeah. And it was really inspiring, I got to say. It I think, yeah, I thought that like, was our realest one. It made me feel yeah. like there's stuff yeah. I could be doing, I should be doing as a young parent now. Um, Not a young parent. Right. A parent of a young child. 
Yeah, you gotta now, be around. Yeah. Age, I'm really worried about my energy levels and things like that. Yep. Sure. And I'm like, John has a twenty. Johnny turned twenty. Twenty four, man. Twenty four yesterday. Wow. And yep. I'm three, four years older than you. Yep. Forty five. Dude, I'm in the same boat. I got. And I, got I a started. So... He's got a twenty four year old. Yeah, Nuts. but I think that all of us find our our path is different. You know, like the one thing that I can I say. Just, yeah, I hope I have the energy for. You do. You do. Do guaranteed. Guaranteed. So I'm 41, I got a two-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm fucking grateful that the way my life went, I'm glad I didn't have children when I was all whacked the fuck out, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, good point. I am. You know, my kids get a lot of my attention. After this, we're going to go to that little parking lot next to my house, and they're going to ride their little, they had these little glide bikes that they fucking love. Yeah. So we're going to walk around the neighborhood and let them ride the bikes and shit, then we're going to go to Boost Corners. My time nowadays is devoted towards uh, quality of life, you know? And especially for them. Like, it, I can't just give them everything, which we're fucking guilty of. Like, I'm yeah. definitely one of the parents that's like, dude, I never had one of these. My fucking kid's going to have one of yeah, these. Yeah, you know, like, I, that's something I that... I got to be careful about that, you know? Yeah. I almost feel like sometimes, like, when your parents are a little flawed, you come out a little bit better. And then when you start kind of saying, well, you know, I do this because I didn't have it kind of thing, you're almost, like, creating a cycle. Yeah. You know, they're going to, like... Making them a little spoiled. Yeah, you, know? you spoil them, and then they grow up, and then they go, well, you know... I had everything and now I give nothing. And, you know, and then that kid is better off and then that kid is shittier. You know, I don't know. So my only question is, is because I'm trying to create uh, some form in my mind. See, I didn't spoil my kids, but no. my mother spoiled the shit out of them. Like yeah, but she's a grandma. That's what they're yeah, supposed to Yeah, but do. she really went, like, overboard. Like, I'm not a criteria. I love my mother, but she, like, you know, she did some shit. Dude, my mom. Was like, man, you sh outshine me every fucking Christmas, you know? Yeah, but my mom does that, too. <laughs> and and there's things that maybe your mom is, feels guilty that she couldn't give you, so now she can. Yeah, but. So I, my mom does that to my kids, and my niece, believe me, dude, anything they want. If, right. my, if I called my mom right now and said, listen, it's a thousand fucking dollars, here's a But they really, they really want it, she would be like, I'll get them two. You know? But, she's. She's fucking nuts, you mm. know? Dude, it's for real. Uh, but, um, so this is, all right, so let me say this, though, and especially you as as a father of, I grew up in Eddystone, dirt fucking poor. My mom was a pretty bad drug addict during the 80s and 90s oh, when wow. crack was bad. That. Dude, it was bad. Yeah. Like, there, it's, it's much worse than what I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. Even worse, you know? There's, there's parts of this story that, are really fucking ugly. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in that environment. My dad tried to like, you know, get us away from that, but it didn't really, didn't really work so well. He did the best he could, mm -hmm. but he was cold. So I learned from my dad and watched him. He was self-employed. He had a body shop. Him and his brother, my uncle Gary, owned. They owned rental properties. In my mind, that's the that's the way I gotta go. I gotta go get rental properties and I gotta start a business. But you always think to yourself, at least from me, because I, I read a lot of books, every generation should do a little bit better than the previous, in right. my mind. That's the only way to get to this idea of generational wealth, where someday, maybe there is a building in, in Philadelphia, a giant fucking skyscraper that says Hunter Towers or whatever, mm -hmm. and then my shithead grandkid 
is like, uh, you know, running as president and he's like, I'm going to fix all your fucking problems. You know, that's the only way that goal is ever going to happen. You have to think long term like that. At least I do anyway. So how do you get there? You know, you're going to have to spoil your kid, but you're also going to have to teach them at the same time how to respect and take care of these things that you're giving them. They need to know that it's not just you're not uh, you don't uh, just get handed it yeah there's no yeah. handouts right. you need to work for this mm-hmm. but i'm going to give you nice things and if i decide to send my kid to a private school you need to know that i'm working my fucking nuts off to give you this mm-hmm. because it's either this or you're going to go to fucking interboro right and you're going to get just a generic off-the-shelf fucking education and you're on your fucking own you know it's just you know when i was in high school that's all i was there for I yeah. was just there to get the diploma. Like, yeah. I did not care. I did the bare minimum to graduate. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I literally, uh, I graduated late. And the only reason I graduated, so I graduated in 99 with you, right? No, I graduated in 98. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was a 99 kid. And then I didn't make graduation because I, I needed two credits uh, or yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, did a summer school thing to get the other credits. Oh, so the recruiter literally like tutored me and was like, dude, you're you're going to fucking graduate because you're going to basic training in August. So like, yep, you need to graduate. Mm. Like it's either that or you're not going in. No shit. So I was like on the fucking wire. Like back then I used to procrastinate real bad. Like it was, it was bad, you know? (laughs) I just, you know, I was like on the verge of dropping out. I never went to 10th grade. Really? Yeah. Like I just went from ninth grade in Philadelphia, came out here. My father died. I didn't go to school that year after he died. And I guess, like, the way the credit system works in Catholic school, you have more credits than you would in public school for some reason. Well, it's smarter inherently. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but when I went to enroll in Interboro, I thought they were going to make me do 10th grade. And they were like, no, nah, you got enough credits. We'll just put you in 11th grade. Yeah, and I was like, okay, you, cool. We don't want you here that long, John. Yeah, we yeah, want you yeah, in yeah. and out. You so, look like a piece of shit with your yeah. long hair and your fucking naked <laughs> so, like, drawings you're, of So, you're chicks. saying, like, you know, like, you didn't seem like you gave a fuck. I really didn't give a fuck. Like, I was there to just, you know, get through the day. Bad for you a know. while. Get this kid out yeah, of here. Yeah, well, I wasn't a bad kid, though. I was very unassuming. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. He was the quiet kid that yeah, just drew I mean, naked chicks in the background. Yeah, you know? my like, drawing got me over everywhere I went, man. That was that was my gimmick everywhere. Naked picture would slide out across the yeah. floor. <laughs> I was an artist, so I'm over here looking at his drawings, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? This dude, he did. Dude, you perfected yeah. them titties, man. You nipples? got them yeah. titties. I was, I, was, uh, I was devoted to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Oh, all right, boys. I had fun doing this. Yeah. I mean, it was a little all over the place. Hey, this is what I like about our show. I think Mark show. talked too much. Yeah, oh, Mark, wait, yeah man. I need to <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad. We kind of like, hey, once you started talking about wrestling, I was like, oh, you know, it just like went nuts. But that's the fun of this show, though. It yeah. doesn't, dude, it doesn't have to be anything. I kind of like that we kind of like take it apart as we're going too. like, it, you know, we're, instead of just waiting until we're done talking here, like, oh, man, this part of the show sucks. We're going to tell you, this part of the show sucks, like, while we're on the air. What part of the show? I no, thought, no, I'm I just thought saying. the whole show was great, No, man. we had fun. We had a good time. I mean, other than that dorky-ass shit, the, uh, the wrestling yeah, stuff. Yeah, that wrestling shit was corny. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, um, I think we got a little slow start there, and then we kind of, like, fill into it. Yeah, it but good. we always do. John, yeah, you're, always you're funny. Start. I'm so critical. Let me tell you about... So, dude, I've been podcasting for since 2017 or 18. So, like, like five years now, like a long time. Dude, to me, I just sit down and I'm like, I'm like ready to go. Right. You know, 
Like, I don't need to prep. I don't need to think about it. I just like, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to talk and be me. You're still learning. <laughs> and and I'm not trying to like, no, I'm not trying to judge you or like talk shit. I'm not. I'm crazy it's, critical of it. You're, you're still a little nervous. Yeah. Every time you come down here, you're still like, okay, okay, I got to do good. But, <laughs> but you haven't realized yet that, dude, you're a funny guy. Yeah. You're if if the microphone the microphone makes people nervous. Mark, I believe you were a little intimidated when you looked you were like, "Oh, we're you know, we're putting these on." I it to me it seemed like you were definitely a little gun shy like, "Oh shit, you know, we're going to talk now." Yeah, because you know, when I do my thing, I'm inebriated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's of the time. So that's the we need to do later episodes <clears throat> so a he drunk can episode? like after five o'clock for Mark, you yeah, know. I'm also I feel like so we just had our Christmas party at at work or Christmas whatever is our holiday party. It's a Christmas. It party. It wasn't even held at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But anyhow, I felt like really awkward socially. I never felt like I was socially awkward person and yeah. i feel like even today just talking to you guys i don't even go and talk to people in person anymore yeah that i'm not working with yeah uh. it, other than my family like that's my interactions you know what i mean and sure the, and the, and the, the that's cashier, so weird to me because i always think the, of you as being like the social guy yeah, yeah right? but people say the and same thing like about me this whole covid lockdown stuff is really it did something to me. Yeah. I think we should talk or about I'm that next time. Myself, you know? Quarantine. I don't know. Yeah. But I felt like dude, it was that just, sucked. I just nervous because of just talking to people. Yeah. You know, not even like the podcast part, I think had me a little effed up, you know? Pretty, yeah. Yeah. It's just the talking, but I definitely warmed up and, and woke up a bit, you know, yeah. I mean, I woke up at six and normally I'm already doing stuff <laughs> with my daughter. My wife took care of everything. So I didn't really have to wake up yet. Like I probably really woke up, when I got out of the car and saw John. Yeah. So what know? we can do next time, if we do an early one is my wife can get up and make you a mimosa, you there know, you or two or three, whatever <laughs> you need, man, you know, or we can get you, uh, you know, a little sixer, well, sixer of craft beer, whatever you're into, you know, I listen, I'm listen, all for loosen, it. Loosen me up. Just right? because, just because I, I, I don't raise hell. Doesn't I'm mean all you for right. you guys getting a little, you I guys, don't really get, I don't drink that much. I mean, I drink socially. So. Yeah. Well, you're, you seem, even keeled even yeah. when you're nervous i don't think the average listener could hear <laughs> but, i can i watch your mannerisms at this point and i'm right. like a very observant person i'm like yeah dude he's still a little little a little antsy you, you know? don't understand like how much time and effort i put into you know thinking but, about the show ahead of time dude i do know i, do. I specifically do yeah, know i do you know like, but it, it's funny because after a while i think you'll realize that uh you're working yourself up more than you need to. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I kind of can't wait to go through that list that we were texting each other. I can't wait yeah. to do that. I think that's going to be fucking hilarious. What's that, the list that I wrote down or Dude, the one you wrote yeah, down? Yeah, some of that stuff. I was like, oh, man, I think just like I can't wait to have some of those conversations. I don't even oh, want to build yeah. up to it. Like, that's why I'm sick of doing that. I'm sick of the build up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick yeah. of, like, the fucking the improv script of, like, okay, this is how we can roll into it. Fuck that. You yeah. know, like... Let's just come down here and be like, here's what we're talking about, and just go fucking off. And you will get more comfortable with that. Now, yeah. me, I like bullshitting. I, I know, like, I don't mind the bullshitting. I like starting the episode and just like, hey, how's it going? What's yeah. going on with you? You know? Right. So, eh, we'll get there, you know? Right. And even with you and your show, I the only critique I would say, which is tough, because you guys are both drinking, when I watched it, I will, uh, cr- uh, what do they call that? Constructive criticism. Yeah. You guys have to be careful about over-talking each other. Yeah. Because if, oh, yeah. if you clean that up a little bit, I think that from a viewer standpoint, 
it, it comes be, across so much better. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot cleaner, and I think you guys... That uh, blooper reel is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, I don't I, know the wrestling references when he showed me the thing, but I definitely get the campiness of it, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. These guys really... Dude, listen, man. You guys are doing what, uh, what I love. I went to film school for three years, so like you running around your apartment setting up drop sets so and stuff much fun. like that it was so much fun dude that's the dream to me man like that's I, honestly i would love to do the short purple stories shirt and... and the fucking yellow tie <laughs> with the fucking sports blazer we put that the black fucking thing i was like this looks just like the fucking set like yeah, it looks yeah, really yeah. like it i think until like i came in and like pushed you out of the way and like it came out of frame yeah, and you saw the, the sink frame. and everything like it like really looked chaotic but that was like kind of what it was supposed to be it was so funny well, listen, I would even be interested in doing little, like, short stories or, yeah. or scripted stuff if you want. Like, uh. if you guys ever want to kick some ideas around. Like, I showed you a list of jokes and ideas yeah. that I have. I have more. I, I can't have, wait to go through that list. I'd love know? to do some sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. love to. We, we try to do some of that, you know, with, with we what, talk what about like, we're doing. And, and I would like to do that as much as, like I said, the, the beer is just kind of because that's what we do. Right. Yeah, it's not like we do it because we love beer, and we, I love talking about beer. You're gonna drink the beer anyway. Right. Well, I think talk that's about gonna it. happen. Right? I think the idea is the same. So for me in these shows, like I did three shows so far. This is the fourth show. It's always about. First of all, I love just talking to humans. I love talking to different people. I have friends from all over the world, but it's really about how can I just keep going here? And for you guys, you clearly are like, dude, I want to be a part of the social media world. But what is something, what is content that we could create and there's just an endless supply of it? Yeah. I think you still have, a, I think you have a very good genre. I, I'm not a beer drinker, obviously, but but I think your content, if you guys just clean it up a little bit, learn the hashtags, put out content in different places. TikTok, you can do longer than three minutes. I think you can do as much as you want. So TikTok is a great place, or not TikTok, um, I fucked that up, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, TikTok yeah. is three minutes max. Uh, Unless you get a thousand followers, then you can do live. Which you might want to do live. Live would be really neat for you guys because you could sit there and drink beers, get fucked up, and people will ask you questions and you can like respond to them. There are community standards, so you can't you can't say offensive shit or yeah, curse I hate too that much. You can't have like music on a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Don't have the copyrights and all that. I mean, but, you could you could get like like you could get like a like a guitar you know riff like John wrote his own little guitar riffs and stuff that we use on ours. That's the I think that's the easiest way is get yeah. some uh, and you can even download. We had an idea. No we copyright. To, like, give people an opportunity. Like we have all these friends that play like Jack. Yeah jack and my friend justin and all that stuff like maybe you guys if you want to like hear your music on something like just give it to us and we'll use it as the fucking theme song or some shit someday or we'll play it at the end of the show like i would love to like uh, pollination yeah so again where can they find you at yeah so brothers dempsey facebook spell it out just because we some of our listeners ain't that bright yeah t-h-e-b-r-o-t-h-e-r-s-d-e-m-p-s-e-y the brothers Dempsey, but yeah, we um we're doing a lot of just because my brother doesn't really he kind of because he's got the PC he's stuck with the editing. Okay, but we don't edit a lot on purpose because the kind of premise is stream of consciousness. Yeah, we just 
kind of start drinking and we're talking about this beer, but it might remind us of another beer that reminds us of something else that we just get off on a tangent. Yeah. And that's kind of what we like. But we know from like the attention span, nobody's got 40 minutes to watch these two assholes drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, not even my best friends want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. But again, we like it. We do. It gives us kind of a purpose and extra thing. But we just started thinking about shorter format stuff and the platforms that are out there today like tiktok we could probably be successful if we wanted to what success means i don't know but yeah how do you measure listen right we have more likes than i do on my current thing so so my guilty uh thing that i care about which annoys me but it annoys me because the 90s kid in me is like that's fucking stupid you shouldn't worry about that but me as a person that creates content Dude, I want people to see my art. And this is art. We're all creating art right now. These conversations, John's creating artwork for our our, uh, Instagram and all these, um, you know, uh, album image covers and stuff like that. What you guys are creating, it's content. And content is art. It took creativity to make that. And therefore, I think there's nothing wrong with you wanting people to see your artwork. Dude, we talked about in one of the episodes, what, last episode or two episodes ago? I had a video on TikTok that yeah, reached a episode. million fucking views. Yeah, a million views. Now I got I got banned shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke about, you know, somebody stealing, you know, la- uh, biological entities out of a Wuhan lab. Which there is a lab. There is a fucking real lab. I didn't say nothing bad about the people of Wuhan. The fucking lab is owned by American companies. So really it's a dig at... American pharmaceutical companies. So anybody that's fucking breaking my balls right now want to accuse me of being a racist, suck my tiny little dick. <laughs> so anyway, that's my rant for that. But, um, yeah, so I will admit that, dude, I want people to hear us. I think John's very talented at talking. I think he's very creative. I think what you guys have is a great thing. You just got to, in my opinion, you just got to clean it up a little bit not over talk each other which is tough because you guys are drinking so like <laughs> and that's the thing dude we, when you're drinking you think you're the smartest guy in the world we never cared we didn't even know yeah right? we didn't even watch another beer review show i didn't yeah. even know they existed yeah all, this is all just completely we just decided hey there is youtube and i know how to kind of use it yeah right? so that's where my content's going yeah 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 and um but yeah i mean we it's seven seven years now really yeah, yeah. but it's the content it's so few and far between you know yeah, I mean? yeah and now it's just more like i just like to post news about local stuff for people sure that are still following the page so that they're getting something and they know we're still alive basically yeah mm-hmm. but like the full like format review shows are pretty much dead yeah hey, sorry all of our fans <laughs> <laughs> we're, done. we're done but um, you can create new content yeah, but, but yeah but that's just the, make it something different so, if you want right and what we did was like we'll do we started doing little insta more like stories where it's like just even like all right this beer in two words you know what i mean and right. then we did that for like six beers and like dude it got hilarious by the end of it because we were just saying any two words that yeah coming to mind it had nothing to do with the beers or anything dude you gotta get all. on tiktok yeah. man so yeah if think- you could do tiktok and do 15 second which sounds really fast but believe me if you can do 15 second so tiktok algorithms are great because you can blow up the shorter the segment, because people have very short attention spans, if you can catch them within the first two seconds, then you got them for, for the rest of it. But it's about a 15 to one minute time lapse where, like, yeah. 
If you don't hold on to them, they're gone. Yeah. They're going to swipe you away. I think, like, what he brought up earlier, he was talking about, like, uh, like, you know, you see all these people that create content out there, and you think, like, I could do that. That's kind of the premise of, like, for me, I don't know about Chris, but for me, that's kind of what this is. It's like, you know, you see that there's all this entertainment out there, and you see what it is, and you go, uh, you know, I'm just as funny as that guy, or yeah, Chris I mean, is just I, as funny. Isn't like, that the premise of YouTube? I mean, you're place? so fucking witty as it is. Your brother is, like, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Like, so sharp-tongued and quick, and, like, like that's kind of the thing. It's like, even, like, you know, we say, like, you know, we want the guys that are out there that we know that write music, and, you know, they can play guitar just as good as any fucking popular musician out there. Why not give them a fucking platform to create? Absolutely. So that's kind of what this show is. It's like... You know, sometimes we tread water. Sometimes it's it's, you know, mediocre. Sometimes they're fucking great. You yeah. know what I mean? Some of these shows are great. Some of them are kind of like okay, they were, but you're almost seeing like the development of the creativity as we go along. But I think that's that's what I like about doing this is like it's like. I think the hard part, especially like if I were to say, uh, like if I were to review food or whatever. I think the hard part is is you're going to have to be edgy sometimes and you're going to hurt you people's to, yeah, feelings. Yeah, you're going to say this isn't that good. Right? Yeah, yeah, sometimes you're going to have to say this is dog shit and it's I like don't like it. It's like when we did it. that one you and know? we did the, the beer. I didn't say one good thing about that no, beer, but it was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. You know? And here's the thing, a little comment about that and just beer in general. That was like one of my favorite beers at the time. Was it really? I didn't care that you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, be, but that'll make people want to drink it too. John said it tastes like shit. Let me like see, let me try right, it. Let right, me try yeah. it. You but know that beer sucks. Today, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't even drink it. Oh, really? really? Yeah, it's it's. So at the time, it was like the shit, and then like you kind of yeah. like lost it. It lost its pop for you. Beer itself, like that genre itself, even got better in my opinion. Right, you know, obviously, um, just one guy, but. Yeah, like it's I, like Nintendo it, to fucking Super Nintendo. That style evolved. Like even they would probably tell you they've done better since then. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Like it was ten percent alcohol, and you could it taste was so every rough. single. Oof, I can still call taste it boozy beer. Yeah, it, it was like turpentine. You know, now the name of the game is is kind of still have the high ABV, but hide it. Right? Yeah, like so yeah. you don't taste it. Like there was no mm. hiding this crap. Yeah, and I had like a ten percent the other day, and you wouldn't know it, and it tasted like orange juice, and like that's kind of like I'm into today. Like the Balticas, the you know, I always love that <clears throat> shit. It had such a high content of alcohol in it, but you couldn't taste it. It was like refreshing. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Which I don't think we ever put that episode up. We did a Baltica episode one time. Did we? I don't think you ever put it up. Hmm. I'll have, to, a good I'll one. have to raid my yeah. mom's yeah. old computer. I think there is. That's that was like my favorite beer. It still is to this to this day. Like this Russian beer, I love it. Remember we had the Baltica Fest. Oh, it was like four people came to it. That was great. Case of Baltica. Uh, we had like a bunch of Baltica. We these got all this food. We they're had 50 like, fucking meatballs. These, <laughs> these beers, they're like the 22 Yeah, these beers bottles, are fucking big. Really? Yeah, boy. Or 18 huh. bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, it's like... Number. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know how much uh, volume, uh, how many ounces are in those bottles. But they're they big beers. That's But funny. they went down like water. When I was in Germany, I used to drink these beers that were uh, over there. That's before they started doing it around here. In Europe, it was a common thing to have a local brew house that, like, this is what they did. This is their brand. So for us, right outside of Friedberg, Germany, there was a place that made Lischer beer, Mm -hmm. L-I-C-H-E-R. 
And dude, they were no fucking joke. They were yeah. like, I don't know, twelve percent or <sighs> like, dude, they were fucking like, dude, one of these, and like you said, they were they were bigger beers. Yeah. Like, like to us, what's a, what's a beer around here? Twelve, fourteen ounces. You know. Uh, yeah. Now popular is, is sixteen ounce cans. Sixteen again. ounce cans. That's the tall boys, though. Yeah. Yeah, but back in the early two thousands, you know, a beer bottle. Like, a, like say, a, a Yingling bottle was yeah, how much? Ounces. 12 ounces. You know, these things were, like, twice that. They were, like, 16 or That's 20 kind ounce, of what the Balticas you know? were. Yeah, they are big boys. Yeah. yeah. So, wild. All right, boys. Roll the music. I feel like we need, like, a uh, like a fucking outro phrase or something. Like, we need to say something at the end of the show instead of, see you later, I think you guys should send me some <laughs> audios to some wrestling yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, one of your favorite clips. John, you, you pick out, I'm going to hold on to this episode oh, for a man, little that, while. That's a lot. Yeah. Find me a good audio clip. I love the, I think maybe, like, the one where Sid fucking flubs his uh, promo. He's like, can I do that over? Like, he says it on pay-per-view. He says it to the, to the guy. He's like... Oh man, I fucked that up. Can I do that over? And, then, <laughs> and fucking, uh, and, yeah, and Jim Ross is like, We're live, pal. <laughs> so Send good. me that. I want yeah, that one. That's a good one. And then we'll roll music. All right. All right, I'm out of here. Mark, thanks for coming down, bro. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a great time, guys. Thanks for hanging yep. out in my Anytime. basement. <laughs> Sid, I've got a question for you. We all know that you can bring the heavy offense, but there are a lot of skeptics that think that perhaps you can't take it. That uh, you can't take the punishment that Diesel will give you tonight. How do you address those skeptics? Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of. Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. Anybody has any doubt will get their answer tonight. Well, there you hear it. A man, a few words. Psycho said back to you, Todd.